Welcome, everybody, to Crystal Bears, a Final Fantasy podcast. This is episode four. I'm Droogle. I'm Ryan C. Shupov. And I'm Easley. Hopefully this runs a little smoother this time. We did have technical issues, so we, we reset, but I think we're all good now. OBS seems to be functioning more properly. Everybody in chat looks a lot better. It looks a lot better. Awesome. That means I can bring on our very, very special guest. We have James Lee 85 joining us. Hello, it's a pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me. I'm just going to say again, please introduce yourself. I don't want anybody to miss out on the introduction in the archive or anything like that. You have the floor, James. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your channel. That's, Tell us why you, how you got cool. here. Yeah, cool. Um, well, uh, as you know, I'm a Twitch streamer, um, and I had this uh, really original idea to start Final Fantasy Marathon a couple of years ago. I didn't quite think it would take over everything I do on stream, but it has. Um, I've played almost all of the games before. Um, there's only a select couple that I haven't played before. You all right, Shoop? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, um, but yeah, this is the first time I've ever played them in order, uh, start to finish. Um, on my stream, I don't use emulators. It's all physical hardware. It's going for that kind of nostalgic feel. Uh, I also have a number of redeemable effects that people can use to add a little bit of extra challenge to the game. Uh, and sometimes I bring in my wife, uh, Vicky, who is absolutely not a gamer. Um, <laughs> the first game she ever played was Final Fantasy VII, uh, live on stream. Uh, the second game she played was Seven Remake, and we thought, you know, natural progression. The next good game choices, very on, good choices. Well, yeah, they were good. They were good ones to start off. So she's on Dark Souls now. Um, so we thought we'd just kind of level her up a little bit and see how she gets on. So um, and she's doing surprisingly well. Yeah. Um, so what now has been at the her moment, favorite? Um, just to jump in real quick, what has been her favorite? Uh, I think she still says Seven. Original Seven has still been her favorite so far, but she's enjoying Dark Souls. Like we only did that as kind of a, a test, see how she got on with it uh, at the end of uh, another stream, and um, she was like, "Yeah, I want to play that some more." So like, excellent. Yeah, let's see how you get on with it. And now she's swearing a lot. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we're up to um, Final Fantasy Twelve on the marathon, and uh, if I can get my DS mod sorted out in time, then the next game we've got up is Tactics Advance Two. Um, so yeah, still lots to go. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, it seems like the stream is popping a little bit for everybody. I'm not sure what's going on, you guys. I apologize mm. for any uh, any stuttering there there might be. Um, seems like I'm getting some spikes uh, from different things. Uh, let me try and shut down some other tabs, maybe. Um, whilst you're doing that, I'll uh, I'll address James then. Um, James, so you're, right now you're playing Final Fantasy XII, to what we understand. How are you finding it? Interesting. I mean, I'm playing the PS2 version. So, you know, the idea is I'm trying to play the original releases uh, wherever I can so get them. So I, I often get people come in and they're like, why aren't you playing the Zodiac Age? It's so much better. There's so many quality of life improvements. Um, and I think the thing I'm struggling with most is the license board right now, because, you know, everyone has the same license yeah. board on the original PS2 version. Yeah. Um, every character is kind of cloning already, even at these very early stages of the game, they're kind of cloning each other and they're all kind of getting the same buffs and all the kind of same setup of things. So I'm finding that a little bit difficult to kind of separate out the characters and have specific characters for specific things. Um, but overall so far, it's still enjoyable. Uh, you know, it's not top tier for me, but it's good. See, uh, see, I found when I played the original, um, it was, fairly tricky at points due to the fact that there was a lot of similarities on everyone's boards because they tend to follow a similar route just mm. by natural progression in how you tend to go um and and i will personally say the zodiac age definitely is a, a big improvement mm. but i didn't dislike 12 by any means i just found zodiac age a whole different tier 
Um, and what did you say is on next for you? Uh, Tactics Advance 2, uh, which is a DS game uh, that they brought out. So um, I recently played Tactics Advance, which was Game Boy Advance. Um, and apparently Tactics Advance 2 is a less good version of that, is what I'm told. It's, <laughs> it's one of the few that I haven't played, so that should be interesting. <laughs> you're diving deep. You're going all the way in. I saw you're going to do like 12, you're going to do 12 Revenant Wings and all that too, right? Yeah, we've got you're Revenant gonna, Wings lined yeah. up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going so. all the way. There's a lot that I've missed when it comes to some of those spinoffs. Like I never did Revenant Wings, but it's probably because I wasn't a big fan of 12. Uh, but also I've never done Tactics. I've never done Tactics Advance. Um, I never did... Um, what was it called that uh, that one that came out after the original NES release, which is sort of like I think it was Mystic Quest, right? That was the Final Fantasy, mm. one of the early ones. That was supposed to be like a lighter one for the, us stupid Americans. Yeah, yeah, Mystic Quest sounds right. Yeah, for the stupid Americans. Um, I I never did that one either, but I've actually heard that one has some like great music and things like that. So you know, I might try to jump in since I'm kind of also going through a little bit of a marathon right now. I just did all the pixel remasters, which I loved. I'm on six right now. And I will say my second playthrough of six is considerably more enjoyable than my first for some reason. And I think what I'm attributing it to is that I played six last time after modern games. I might have even played, you know, like seven remake near it or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just completely different going through one to five and then playing six, seeing the evolution, appreciating where the series came from and where it went completely alters the perspective and the quality of six, in my opinion. Um, and I'm just I'm just having a better time with it this time. So I'm really happy I decided to do it because when I started the Pixel Remasters, I told everybody I'm just going to do one through five. I just did six like two years ago. I'm just doing one through five. And then when I got to the end of five, I was like, what do you guys think? I'm going to do a poll in chat. Should I, should I just do six again? And everybody's like, yes, do six again. And I'm really happy I listened to everybody because it's turning out to be just a, a much a much more impactful uh, experience this time. I'm going 100% story playthrough, trying to see everything I missed the first time, all those hidden characters, which six has a lot of. One of the coolest things about six, especially coming from one through five, is it was the first one to really dive into side quests that develop characters. Like with, with one through five, especially with four and five, you started to get a little bit of side quests with finding summons and things like that, right? But you didn't really get a lot of character development um, or completely optional characters from from those side quests in, in any of the previous ones. So six was just such a step up in that degree. And in some ways, I think it can be a little bit stretched thin where you have like 16 characters, right? Or is it 14? 14 or 16? Can't remember. It's, it's something like that. And sometimes it feels a little stretched thin here and there because there are so many. But I do really appreciate that the ambition, right? coming from what came before to have these completely optional characters to have the story that you might never see for characters like shadow. Um, I mm -hmm. thought that was at the time that had to be such an ambitious thing. That had to be something I have risky. I, can I just interject really for a second? I have not played six mm -hmm. yet. Um, and I'm avoiding like all spoilers and story main yeah. big story point. So just to be conscious of. Do you, you have it on your backlog about... at least? Are, yes. Are you so I'm, I'm currently, I just finished Final Fantasy II yesterday. Um, I'm playing the, through the Pixel remasters. So I've, I've finished one and two. Next is three. I'm going to start three next week. Uh, four I've played before and I've played the, the, the 3D version as well. Five and six I have not played yet. Mm -hmm. um, 
I've I've peeked into Drew playing five and his six streams. I'm the worst mod ever because I just don't want to be there. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the experience for myself. And I know how much six is loved. The only thing that I know is that you can suplex a train. No, you can <laughs> meteor strike. That would be train. the meme. Yeah. Yeah, they, they changed <laughs> yeah. it. Changed it. Yeah. The sons of bitches. Oh yeah. You it. can yeah. do yeah. you. Uh, so I'm seeing in chat, James, I just want to ask, I'm seeing in chat that a lot of people are saying that James has a vast love for for two. Is this a troll or do you actually love Yeah, this two? is very much a troll. Those people saying that oh. know very well how I feel about Final Fantasy 2. I thought they were so telling I, the truth. I believed it. I'm well, that. no. So I know I know that you you were saying that you try and play on original hardware and that you're you're not doing remasters. You play the original and someone who just finished the Pixel remaster yesterday and I loved it because of all the quality of life changes. You didn't yeah. get to experience that. You got no, to experience and I get really the bitter. I, I get really mm. bitter about this. When I watch people stream the Pixel Remaster and I see them go kind of like four times speed and they're doing diagonal <laughs> movement and the battles are really snappy and quick. And I'm, I'm casting my mind back to when I'm playing on this old version where every battle takes 30 seconds just to load up and get into the battlefield. And then another 30 seconds to go through the experience menus and close down and get back. And then you take one step and it's another battle and you, you start doing that. And... Oh, I had a really bad time with some of the uh, some of the old ones, particularly two. Um, I, I really did not get on well with that one. But uh, yeah, you know, I still managed to get it done. I still completed it. It still got ticked off the list. But um, I won't be going back anytime soon to that one. I'm pretty sure that every uh, every stream that I did of Final Fantasy two, I had at least one person come in and tell me. I hate this game or this game is so bad. Or even when I posted on Twitter that I beat Final Fantasy 2, one of my first comments was, I am so sorry you had to go through that. And I'm like, no, I loved it. I didn't do the original. I did the Pixel Remaster yeah, and yeah. I had already known doing the original would be, it would take a lot longer. It and I think the quality potential. of life was, yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, they, what they were trying to do, you can see kind of the ideas that they had, you know, in terms of like how you level up in that game and, uh, you know, some of the mechanics they have are like the password system. You can see what they were going for, but it mm. felt like, especially on the original versions, it felt like they just missed the mark a little bit. And that kind of, that missing the mark early on just kind of deviated and deviated and deviated until by the end of the game, it just wasn't fun anymore. Um, there, were, there were a number of times in that game password system specifically you you don't get the right password you end up going to some random place realize you haven't got that password you needed had to go all the way back through all these fights that take ages to just get through i don't know oh, I, it, it's bringing up trauma just reliving it all yeah. right now so. <laughs> i'm actually with shoop i i really i really enjoyed too no it's not my favorite yeah. by any means and it's, it actually probably does rank somewhat low for me because um, even with the quality of life, I did find some annoyance in, in the dungeons with all of the empty rooms and sort of the trollish qualities of the game that I felt like, oh my God, I couldn't even imagine doing this non-pixel remaster. I don't even want to think about it. But still, I really I really enjoyed that after the first game, they decided to do something so different when it comes to the leveling system. They could have just done more of the same, but they they completely flipped things up with that leveling system and they haven't done it since and maybe that's because people aren't fond of it but i, I still like i got to give them some credit for for doing something completely different than the first game when it comes to the leveling and uh and you know like i i really enjoyed the music i think the music was great and uh some of the it actually had characters um not something like the characters we see in six of course but still you know there was just it was well, again it was really cool to see the innovation from one to two to three, all that was really special. Uh, and Shoop's experiencing it in the same way I did, I feel like right now. So I, I definitely get it. I'm with you, Shoop. 
Nine, I mean, nine being my favorite game of all time and some references that I didn't know about. The Joseph thing blew my mm. mind. I lost, I absolutely lost it when I realized <laughs> that we were playing through the story that Rama tells you in nine for, for Garnett to get her idol and back. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> it, was, it was really, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, easily, let's go to you real quick. How's everything going with you? I know you've done some uh, some cool stuff the past month on Twitch with uh, Final Fantasy IX. And, uh, I want you to let us know all about it. <laughs> um, so we did uh, the relay through RPG Limit Break, which was phenomenally good. Um, regardless of my own performance, it was by far one of the best things I've done through Twitch. Um, the speedrun community in general was so good to see and it was such a massively fun part um th thing to be to be involved in to be honest um especially as someone who's very new in that community by comparison um as nk's put the emotes in chat there were the three teams and uh i was part of team choker which unfortunately did not win um but i tell you what it if it, if next year i uh, get the opportunity even if I don't run it to commentate it, I will hands down happily take that because it was fantastic. Um, alongside that, um, the cutscene remove mod has now been put through as an actual category in oh, nice. speedrun.com. Um, I'm currently ranked third on there with three hours 31 uh, time. Um, it's still good 10 minutes shy of second, but it's uh, it's a fantastic way to play and anyone that that would look to speedrun nine in particular the nine csr is phenomenally good and phenomenally well made with a five minute break in the middle i'm really torn so, myself on what i'm going to do because you know i'm going to do a speed run um mm -hmm. and i think i'm actually going to save it for when nine falls in my marathon i think, I think i'm going to do seven and eight first and then when i get yep. to nine i'll do i'll do the speed run but i, I don't know if i want to do csr or if i want to do the old school you know well it depends on if if you're going to speed run it and you've never speed run it before, the CSR is by far much more friendly. Right. Because of the fact that if you make a mistake and you want to reset, you're only resetting, say if say if you die at Sea Lion, for example, in cutscene remove, you're looking, that's a 20 minute reset. In uh in a standard NMS run, and no major skip run, you're looking at that being 45 minutes. And the fact of going, you know what? Done. Let's say, for example, you fail on nobles at the start of the game. If you're doing standard, that is 10 minutes in. If you're doing it on CSR, that is three minutes in. Yeah. So Here's the thing, too, is what I'm thinking is this is going to be my first time ever speedrunning anything. I've never mm -hmm. done Final Fantasy IX or any speedrun ever before. So I might want to do something like CSR so that I might actually have a chance at doing a few tries. Like if I realize mm -hmm. like 30 minutes in there, like this is terrible. I'm doing so awful. Maybe we should try this again. Like I'd actually have that opportunity with CSR. Well, here's the other thing. If you do standard and you're running at a slower pace, which is very possible for first time and say you're looking at scraping the 12 hour mark, which is very possible, you might fall short of your Excalibur 2, which you will want because the last few fights are Steiner's damage is doubles. It's it's needed. Um, now in the CSR, the game time does stay at that three hour point to finish the game. Your your in game time is still really low. So even if you do take a long time and it does take you six hours, whereas whereas it would take um, the 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 top runners the three hour point, 
you're still going to get Excalibur 2. Whereas if you double that and it's in standard, you may not actually get it. See, I so remember when we friendly. first when we first started talking about Drew doing a speed run of nine and he was like, well, maybe I'll just I'll just try and because he's never gotten the Excalibur 2. And it was mm -hmm. like, well, maybe I'll just try and do an Excalibur 2 run. And then one day he woke up like somebody had lit a fire under him and he was like, well, Easley's got the notes. Like I can just do mm -hmm. a real speed run. <laughs> yeah. Time for me to graduate. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Absolutely. I'm not just going to go for the Excalibur 2. We're going to do a real legit speed run. And I was like, do it. I got some. I got some time to think about one, it. A, a real one with the notes. Even if you just follow the notes at a slower pace, you're gonna get it. You're gonna finish mm -hmm. the run. It's it's much more friendly. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. I know that I'll be able to rely on you easily. Come uh, maybe a few months from now, when I make my decision, I'm sure you can give me the notes and the lowdown. You'll probably be number one in the world by that point, right? So. <laughs> That's the hope. <laughs> I, I can always be. Uh, I can always be in your ear on the background, and no one would ever know. You'll be the oracle. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I kind of want that. I, I kind of, from the beginning, I thought it'd be cool to have both you and shoot in my ear. Like, no, don't do this. Don't do that. I would gladly give up my ear seat for like Keeper or Grim or somebody yeah. who's already ran it. I haven't ran it, <laughs> so. Well, anyway. Um, well, the last bit I'll say about Nine, um, I've had a challenge run redeemed in my channel recently when I did my one year and uh, affiliate anniversary just last week. Um. I have to do a uh, all bosses run, which mm -hmm. is a 12 to 13, well, 12 to 14 hour speed run uh, rather than seven hours. And, and that in that includes optional bosses like that the super includes bosses, Hades, Osma, Osma, Hades, Quail, Quail um, yeah. everything along those lines. It's it's just it's it's a big run and you have to do all the frogs. You've got to do all the choke. Not, well, yeah, you have to do all the show graphs. It's a lot of work. Before so, we uh, jump any further into some some crazy stuff, a little bit of housekeeping. For starters, I see you guys are already taking advantage of the Moogle Mailbox. If you guys don't know what Moogle Mailbox is, it is our final segment in the show and is where we read off letters from the community. You guys can ask us Final Fantasy related questions, um, especially if it's related to something we're talking about, but we miss it in chat because we're obviously, this is a conversational podcast. We're gonna miss a lot of what you guys say in chat. So if you wanna make sure we see a question, utilize the Moogle mailbox. We already have four letters in the mailbox, which is awesome. And I see a lot of you are already taking advantage of the EXP system. Shoop has 1300 experience right now to my 400 and easily 300. I don't know what's going on. What is what is this all about? Last I month like I favoritism. Last month I got the <laughs> least amount of experience. So maybe I'm I'm just getting caught up to I you guys. Know. I think you're you're mm. campaigning in the background or something. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I think so. Bribe but I did <laughs> since we are leveling up and experience between levels is growing. We wanted to make sure you guys could keep up with that as well. So now you can do plus 50, plus 100 and plus 200 experience. You can do one of each on the episode. So make sure to utilize all three of those redemptions um, in giving out your experience. Looks like he's, 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 he's catching up. He's, he's just boosted. <laughs> I see how it is, Guys, you guys. I see how it is. Drew, you're, you're lagging behind there, Drew. Yeah, a little you bit. To, uh, you need to step bit. it up. All this work. Guys, guys, don't make this so obvious. You know, shouldn't make it so clear. <laughs> it hurts, you guys. 
Um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, we are on YouTube, of course, at youtube.com slash Drugal. And more importantly, actually, I would say we're on Spotify and we're on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we're really trying to push the podcast in that way right now because it is by far the best that I've experienced on a starter podcast. Uh, our numbers are actually decent, which is something I've never experienced before in all my attempts at doing podcasts, which is awesome. Thank you so much to everybody that has checked us out and subscribed and rated us on the podcast services. It really does mean a lot. And I'm really hoping that this month it'll be our best yet because we are doing some cool stuff tonight. We're gonna talk about the Seven Rebirth trailer that just dropped very soon. But more importantly, we're gonna be doing a Final Fantasy tournament to determine the greatest protagonist of all time. And the best part of that is that we are only a small slice of importance in this. You guys are going to be voting on every single battle. We did 32 on the Discord. You guys can check out the Discord by typing in exclamation point CB Discord in chat. But the remaining 32 battles of the 64 are happening during this show. It's a bracketed tournament. 1v1 on all these characters and you guys are going to determine the outcome. It's going to probably take like a good hour and 15, hour and 30 minutes. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. I'm really excited to see where this community decides to go on the greatest Final Fantasy protagonist. It's going to get heated, I think, by the, t by the time we get to the end of it. Uh, but right now, let, let's move forward. Let's get into uh, some crazy news from this month. It is time for the level update. First up, we got some some great news. The Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Collection is doing incredibly well. It has now surpassed 3 million copies sold. You guys uh, all played it as well a little bit, maybe? I know Shoop has easily. Have you touched it? Have you bought it? I have bought it. Okay, that's it something. And waiting for early October. Okay, but you are you are one of the 3 million. James Lee, are you one of the 3 million? I am on PS5, but I've not played them on PS5. Um, when I did the marathon, I had to use three on PC. Um, mm -hmm. So I've dabbled with some of the Pixel Remaster, but not all of them. It's uh, it, Of course, this includes PS4, PS5, Switch, Steam, Mobile. Uh, and that's why we have the poll in chat for you guys. Let us know what you decided to play it on. But I feel like, I mean, what do you guys think? I feel like those are some really great numbers for for retro style Final Fantasy for it to 3 million copies sold. I think is pretty damn good. They are, but you know, I, the thing I keep thinking is they could have hit this number a long time ago. I, I never really understood why when they did the original release, it mm. was on Steam and mobile only. Why did they wait mm. so long for the console? I agree with you there. Um, crazy. Um, yeah, so that that was the only thing I thought. Kind of when I saw these numbers, I was like, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." But expected I was it a while one back. of <laughs> I was one of the stubborn mules that refused to get it on Steam. I I knew it, it was only a matter of time. It might take a while, but I'm a I'm a console gal at heart, and I waited and I waited and I waited. And I talked about this on my stream the other day that as soon as as soon as it got a rating, I said, "All right, that's it. It's, it's definitely coming to console." And I'm glad that I waited because I wanted my console experience with these pixel remasters and and i finally got it after being a patient stubborn mule i finally got the experience to have it on console yeah i'm excited for you too easily come october mm -hmm. i think you're gonna enjoy it a lot i'm very much looking forward to it which ones have you played again of, of if any of the old retro ones none none Ooh. it's gonna be real no, special I, I have been a all i've done all of seven onwards every single one but I have not touched one to six. And when I say all, I mean, I have also played 11. Didn't like it, so I don't keep going. But. Right. 
We have Final Fantasy 16 up on screen because uh, we also had some news related to that this month. It's receiving a free uh, free update. Actually, already did it. Uh, it is for some skins for Clive and for Jill, Torgal, Ambrosia, and Joshua. That's available right now, and it also allows you to change the weapon skin, which I think is really cool because I know for myself there were some weapons in that game that I was like, really, this is Excalibur, like. I was expecting better. Come on now. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm glad that they allow you to equip a weapon and then be able to change your skin on that weapon. But the more important news is that they announced two paid DLC are in development right now. And we're going to get more information on that later in the year. James, you finished 16. How do you feel without going to spoilers, of course, how do you mm. feel about just the concept alone of there being two paid DLC for this? I can think of what one of them is probably going to be around. Uh, you know, there's, there was, there's a plot point in the in the story as you go through, which I think will allude to what one of the DLC will be. Um, I'm not really sure what the second could be, though. So I've got a kind of good idea of one, but not the other. Um, it, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to kind of picking them up and playing through them and seeing what they have. But I don't know if there's enough. The game felt like it kind of wrapped up and there wasn't that much more to do. Um, right. Yeah. What do you think, Shu? I, I had to pin that message in chat because I wholeheartedly agree that the DLC won't be half as good as the content we get from Ben Starr's Twitter. <laughs> I, um, I honestly, as far as what I want versus what I think we're going to get, how should I answer this question? Good Lord, this does not want to stand up. Um, should I Should I speak on what I think we're going to get or what... I would want as long as it's in vagaries, then I guess you could in vagaries. Okay. I mean, it's been, it's been mentioned. Well, no, I can't because I don't easily it's not finished with the game. And so I think we get what we're going to get. And I think we deserve to get some more backstory on certain icons that we haven't seen. Yeah. Icon or icons. Um, Two DLCs. I'm not sure what I would want to see or what I could possibly see in the second one. Um, I'd like to see more things from Joshua's perspective over like the the time skip type part. I don't know. I really don't know. It's yeah. all kind of speculation. Yeah, I agree. There's certain like even visuals in the game, like a uh, landscape and things in the distance where it's like, hmm, I wonder what that is. Oh, you're not going to tell us. OK, um, they kind of give you some like very small information, but there's certain things where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what this thing is, maybe it, from a story mm-hmm. perspective now. So maybe that's going to be in the DLC. Um, I've got an idea on definitely some directions they could go. I think my internal struggle is that when I finished the game, I grew James to that. Like I felt like, like there was closure. I definitely felt like the game wrapped up for the most part. There was a little bit of ambiguity that bothered me um, in the ending that I kind of feel like was there just for ambiguity's sake, um, you know, not for anything beyond that. But more so, there are certain there are certain characters, like Shoop said, that I think deserved more. And I, I think that since it wasn't in the main game to relegate it to DLC, as much as I think people will be happy to get that information, it's like, ah, why wasn't this in the main game? You, you decided to load us up with 75 side quests that are kind of just bare bones information, no character development, fetchy quest type stuff. And you spent all this time doing that when you could have given us the information that we, we really wanted. 
Um, you know what I mean? So I, am the, I, am, I am the icon of fire. I should not be fetching garlic for you. Uh, I don't know. I like the side quests. <laughs> uh, I, I really got into them. I was like, yes, more side quests. Let's go. And uh, really digging into them. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like just exploring the world and kind of seeing some of these side characters who are coming up in these side quests. You know, they're not part of the main story, but they're just more lore building, more world building and kind of seeing a bit more of what's going on there. But so I, I really liked, I really liked the side quests, the the hunts. Um, I like the hunts in yeah. that game, but I, I th again, like I say, uh, in terms of a, a paid DLC, I, I'm not sure there's much more that I need from a pay. I mean, I just saw in the chat, I think it was via Final Fantasy, was saying Toggle DLC. Maybe, maybe that I could get behind. Yeah, um, but, I could definitely <laughs> get behind that. Um, but uh, me, but no, there's not much more that I can think. Let me I'd, ask I'd, you, I'd, go what would you? What would you lose from having a paid optional DLC? You don't lose anything. Don't get me wrong. I think it's sort of like it's sort of let's go to 15, for example. Nothing was lost by them doing episode Arden, episode Prompto, episode Ignis. But that doesn't remove the fact that spoiler alert for 15, a certain character gets injured. Um, let's just say that a certain character gets injured. You don't see James. how that character gets injured. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, they're injured now. Yeah. I bet you it's going to be the DLC, isn't it? Guess what? It was the DLC. Like, mm -hmm. that should have been in the game. Yeah. That 100% yeah. was obvious that they separated that to put in the DLC. So, yes, we gained story, but it was story that should have been in the main game. Well, originally, they, they said this was a complete game, didn't they, at first? Um, and they've added mm -hmm. DLC yep. because of how well it was received. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. in, to, in an argument kind of statement... Um, maybe the dlc is just additional and it and it won't feel like it should have been but is could have been in the game i hate to say this but is, is, do you think there's a possibility they're just saying that i think there's a possibility they've just seen the money aspect personally <laughs> but um but i mean it, there is a very big chance that they've gone oh we missed this maybe we should throw it in yeah there is that as a very big chance there, there are certain things especially if it's dlc I'm going to have a hard time believing that it wasn't something they wrote into the lore and all that of the main game and then decided not to put in. The Ultimania just came out. A lot of information coming out from the Ultimania. And I'm sorry, but some of the stuff I'm reading, I'm like, yo, why wasn't this in the game? Even in the in the uh, active time lore, like that, you literally you have a system in the game for giving this information. You made it. It's called Active Time Lore. Yet you still didn't put this vital information in it. I'm like, what? Like that's so bizarre to me. I'm wondering if they cut a lot of things for time's sake because that's another thing that we talked about with 16 is that it ended up going. For my personal tastes, I mm. think it went on a little bit too long. Um, like 30 hours too long. <laughs> yeah we and drew and i drew and i have talked about this look i had a lot of fun playing 16 i did there were parts of it that really and i'm i'm brand new also to next gen gaming so there were parts of this that just like blew my mind right mm -hmm. but then there were those lulls that we talk about and i feel like those lulls went on for a really really long time about midway through the game where you're kind of like all right all right i'm ready to you know carry on a bit and those lulls that we got i felt like at some point, I feel like the developers had to realize that this pacing was a little off and maybe they just set some things aside and decided like, look, this is just going to make the game even longer. 
we should probably just set this aside. And if the game is received well and people do want more, then we can release it as DLC. But I don't think that the game was incomplete by any means. I think it was no. a full game. Will playing the DLC be necessary to understand anything? No. Yeah, I really don't. Do you to understand more? Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was a complete game. I felt closure for the most part at the end. That was not my issue. It wasn't it wasn't the problem that 15 had. Like 15 had a, a real problem at release with a feeling incomplete. 16 I never felt was incomplete. There's certain things that I do think probably were cut. That's a very common in game development though. Like, like, like that's just par for the course. Like that that happens in every game. I do think that certain things that I imagine were cut were things that I really would have liked to have more information on. But hey, I'm going to look at it as a positive. I do get that information in the DLC. There's a part of me that'll be like, oh, I wish you could have gotten this in there. But I'll also be like, yeah, OK, at least I got it. At least I got that information. It completes the experience even better now. But moving on, we did get a Final Phase 7 Rebirth trailer just an hour ago. And I would like to do another reaction to it now, if that's OK with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, if you guys want to, Pull it up on YouTube. The, the official Final Fantasy channel, of course, has it because you're not going to be able to hear it when I play it. So I, I'm, I'm sure you guys would like to hear it again. That way we can follow I, along. I, I have I, your stream open as well. I can't because I'm I'm in the dining room on a laptop and my phone. Okay. Yeah, I can't. Okay, that, that's fine. Hold on a second. I'm going to I'm going to get us over to that one real quick. Let's see. Everyone on your stream will be able to hear it and see it. There, right? Everyone on stream will be able to hear okay. it. That's right. Yeah. Chief, you're in for a nice treat. Let me uh, crank the volume up a little bit here. All right. Let's see. All right. I think we're good. I'm going to try this out. Is anybody pressing play when I, when I, do I need to do like a three, two, one, or are you guys just watching it through stream? Oh, I'm just going to watch. Uh, okay. You're just going to watch it through this. That's fine. All right. Um, let's do this then. Let's see. Boom. That is. That is Final Fantasy. Here we go. That, let's go. That's Final Fantasy. <laughs> Here we go. At least that's what everyone's saying. <laughs> this sky, I don't like it. Ready to fire, sir. Welcome to the New World Order. Fire! So good. Just close your eyes and listen. Tell me you can't hear that. Her rallying cry. Planet runs out of energy. It and everything on it dies. We can overcome our fate. Am I the same as these monsters? Am I even human? Okay, we're looking for Sephiroth. Think you can find him? Oh, Sephiroth. There's our boy. <laughs> So, so you good. heeded the call. I love that the Moogles in it as well. What are you talking I know. About? As you can see, your brothers okay, down the there way that the are having a little looks get like together. Transitions so seamlessly. Our best chance of finding Sephiroth. Yeah, I ask because I suspect they're soldiers suffering from cellular degradation. Do not be deceived. You know the truth. Trust in me. Sephiroth. That looks like Come on! I can't believe how much they showed. The duo, like, attacks that they have. Yep. Yeah. On me. Terry. 
Yeah, the material he's in the show is called Cephalophane, which is weird. Yeah. Alexander! Got us. Yeah, true, isn't it? I love how Cloud's just chilling and sitting down while everyone else is excited in this scene. <laughs> all three of the girls in the gondola are too. Well, that's their, that's their entrance in the gold sauce. I think that's not the thing. The, that geeked me out. The boxing. Oh yeah, my god, the boxing. Excuse me. The hologram. Could you look after my friend? <laughs> yeah. Just for a bit. Here, help us. Who do you think that is? It's upon us. The reunion. When worlds merge. I'm waiting. The CGI. It's so good. And it's coming on February 29th, you guys. All right, so I'm going to let Thank it play in the background without volume here so we can kind of talk about it a little bit. So first, let me just say, I feel like they showed so much more than I was expecting them to. Like, yes. it goes and, and it also goes a lot further into the story than I was expecting it to based on well, what we're I, seeing. I didn't here. expect to well, see weapons yet. Right. I, well, I, I don't. I, I thought it would end with them, possibly. I don't think that's a real weapon. I, I think that's either that's either a vision like they had with the with the meteor in the first game um or it's a mm -hmm. vr thing is Could what be. i'm thinking yeah, like maybe Bugenhagen doing the kind of lecture of this is the planet and there's weapons in the planet and here's in my holographic globe what a weapon looks like i think that's you think that's no more, more shenanigans is. is what you think it is i think that's it in cosmo is what we're saying the that. green of the live stream it did so mm -hmm. is it because i think that it showed the medical room from medeal so I thought that it, too, yeah. It did look like it that, potentially yeah. Potentially in the Medeal section when obviously some things happen with Cloud, which we're not It's so say, hard but... to talk about this, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, that, that's that's there. really far though. That's so far in the story that I really didn't think they were gonna get there because that is a moment without going too far where there's a big change in control of the game. I'll just say that. Um and that might be a an interesting stopping point actually for the game. And starting mm -hmm. part three with this very different uh, perspective, I'll say. Um, so that could be interesting if that's how they decide to end it in that area. Well, it kind of makes me feel like they're going to go all the way up until the events with that live stream. And it will end with uh, essentially Cloud after it. Like, a, like a, as because it, it's Rebirth, that is, you, you, you get what I'm trying to say, I hope. Yeah, I get what you're trying um, to say. Yeah, without me trying to spoil anything at all. <laughs> talking about are things that aren't about, really. Like, Go ahead, shoot. I I was saying, are we talking about like the city of the ancients thing? Uh, no, a bit no. further. Yeah. I have only played through the OG I seven. I think all it the way will. One, I think so. we'll fly past that. I do. Oh yeah, we're definitely getting past city of the ancients. No way, we're not getting past that. If, like if this we, is going far. If, if we potentially are seeing weapons, we are getting a fair bit further. We got a little bit of Zack stuff in here, too, which would imply that we're getting and you saw that it was Zack handing Cloud off there, which well, goes I, with the direction at the following the end of Seven Remake, a new direction. So that's interesting. I saw between the trailer dropping and now I had seen some speculation in other discords that 
might imply that things are very much being out of are going to be out of order. They did already say so. that. So, yeah, that wouldn't be surprising at all that they're going to have to move some things around in the story. I think one of the things that I know a lot of people speculated speculated on prior to this trailer was going to be the treatment of Zach and his perspective in the game, because we're getting into a little bit of seven remake stuff here, but the end kind of changes things from the original, just to put it out there. There's some changes at the end of remake from the original. And a lot of people are like, Oh, I think that was just like um, a branching off point. We're not going to see that anymore, but this trailer confirms that we do like we're, we're mm -hmm. seeing that cloud storyline is continuing. We're seeing, of course, his storyline continuing, but we're also seeing what we have to call kind of like flashbacks. There, there's stuff from, from earlier before seven remake even took place but it's an optional it's a it's an alternative scenario because zach never dropped off cloud in in the in the og so let's just let's just say that so they're clearly giving us two different storylines mm -hmm. running in tandem here so that kind yeah. of already it debunks a lot of the theories that i saw following seven remake uh, i that kind of gets us more down a path of of uh dual timelines B in chat did say that it's an interview with Nomura that just released on the PlayStation blog that they actually released an article that says where it ends. It it mm. wait, what's where seven rebirth um, ends? She's she's just asked if we were on the link because might have been posted yeah, sure. since we went live. So yeah. I just said yes. Um the only thing I hope is that we um that the if if the story is mixed, that it at least flows fluidly. That's all I really want. When it comes to a different story, yeah. Right, so my concern as well. Just the link. I, I, yeah, because I, I think my concern there's there was a lot shown. There's a lot of locations that they've um, that they've kind of crammed in here, um, and two timelines as well. Uh, going through all of these locations, presumably, are we going to be snapping back and forth between timelines? It's two discs. That's a big question. Are they going to do two? You know, one disc is one timeline, one disc is the other. Uh, it, it's Possible. I'm not really. I, yeah, get, trying to get my head around how they're going to structure these things and and not lose the pacing of the story that they're trying to build. It's yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one to see how they pull it off. All right, so there's a lot. Okay, it looks like it's a final question. Seven remake showed the story up until the escape from Midgar, but what point does Seven Rebirth take us up to? Namora says we have mentioned this a few times, but the order in which you can explore the locations is not the same as the original Final Fantasy VII, and there are some shifts in the order. For example, Wu Tai, one of the major locations, is not part of the route in Seven Rebirth and will be visited in the next one. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Although there are some changes in the order of locations, the locations depicted in this title extend up to the Forgotten Capital. Where the greatest mm. oh, yeah, well, Wu Tai okay, actually uh, doesn't surprise me, but given no, given I the just... way that they bring up Wu Tai a lot more in remake than they did in OG, so that doesn't surprise me. I hate that I had this like visceral reaction. I couldn't help myself. I got this like no, visceral reaction just to reading that it goes up to the Forgotten Capital. Okay, and that's what it says. It says extends up to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I had okay. I had a very yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hard, hard not to have a reaction to that. Um, I read it yep. at the same time as you did. I had scrolled down and got to that point, right? As, okay. Yeah. The B, question is, what is the new fate? That. Is there a new fate? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, I need to read that entire interview. There's a lot there. So unfortunately, uh, I'm going to have to wait to jump into that until after. We're, we're going to break. We're all going to break. Um, real quick, go back to what you were saying, James. I love that they did the Moogle. 
with Kate Sith. I wasn't sure if they were going to because we saw him previously riding Red 13. But no, we got the Moogle. We got Mountain Chocobos, which are Black Chocobos. We got Flying Chocobos. We have a uh, segue. Well. But more importantly, I want to focus on the Flying Chocobos because we're not going to get an airship in this one, I imagine. But this could be their solution with very wide open zones to allow us to fly in those zones. We're going to use the Chocobo, which I think is a good solution for now. And I wonder if the third part goes all in and gives us an airship somehow. I don't know how they I do it, but... I don't remember blue chocobos flying or green chocobos flying. They, they didn't. Flying. No, they they, didn't. The, the, nope. the blue the, that color was for um, like rivers and shallows. And green was for mountains, right? Uh, That's it right. Was, uh, yes. Black would run on water, right? Yeah, black uh, could do. Because that's how you get to the uh, to the, uh, to, the, to the the island. Gold, you, you needed the gold a, you needed a gold to, needed the gold, yeah, to get there. No, you couldn't fly with any of them on um, seven. So seven did the deep water and could go up on any terrain. Um, black black couldn't go deep water. I think that was the difference. Okay. Um, okay. If I remember rightly, you because it was gold that did the is the you had to get gold to get knights of the round short of um, doing something else. But um, black was just the same as red. The poll chat for you guys. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to think at the minute. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on it myself at the moment. While, while, while we're kind you. of thinking there, there is, there, there, there is one thing. I mean, we, we talked about what we've seen. Um, you know, we, we've seen Kate Sith. We've seen Vincent. We've seen the different types of chocobos and the, and the buggy. But there was one character in there that we didn't see. Um, and that's Sid. Um, yeah, they didn't show right. anything about Rocket Town or Sid or or anything that happens in that location. So whether they're saving him for a future trailer or just kind of kind of drop him in the game, uh, I don't know. But he he didn't get a he didn't get a look in in this trailer, considering how much they showed us. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they're gonna save him for another trailer. They gotta oh, have another well, right? character for another trailer. We got Kate Sith and we got Vincent. I think he'll be the final part. I don't think he'll be this part. Um, if they're going up to Forgotten City, I know the order might be different, but the events of the game past Forgotten City involve Sid a lot more. And so I feel he'll be integral in the last part. But as well as that, as we mentioned off before, um, Vincent wasn't in the list of playable. Is he playable? Is he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're looking at the uh, the voice actors and all that, they don't list them at all in the in the recent it wasn't in the blog post that I was just looking at, but there was uh, there was something else um, that uh, I can't remember where it was from. It, it might have been on the official website. It was. It was on the official Square Enix website that listed a lot of characters from today. Yeah, Vincent wasn't on there at all. So that is that is interesting. Um, I think we have to wait for that. I think that we had one trailer reveal Kate Sith. We now had another trailer reveal Vincent. It would make sense. There's going to be another trailer. We're still several months away from this. So there could be one more trailer that does the reveal for Sid. I don't think they will. Um, my, uh, the, What I think they're going to do is what they did with Yuffie. Um, they'll do him as DLC, is what I reckon. They'll keep him out and then work, they'll, yeah. they'll DLC him, yeah. That's, um, that's my theory, but I'm willing to be proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We did see also uh, a young cloud with a uh, Sephiroth there, by the way, in the trailer. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about that. So I think we're going to get that that flashback. I think that's going to be the start of the game myself. I think you start the game with the flashback controlling uh, young cloud and and Sephiroth both in battle, I think, which would be wild right off the bat. To start the game that way is going to be such a crazy start. 
But it surprises me that we see the two of them fight Materia Keeper when in OG they fight a red dragon. Right. Um, but same location, so... Materia Keeper opposed. happens what? In the Mithril Mines? Where, where does Materia Keeper uh, happen? Yeah, it's, it's basically on your way out of Nibelheim. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm yeah. I'm not opposed okay. at all, not opposed at all to them fighting Materia Keeper because it's the same location. But it... It's very surprising because it looks like because it showed Cloud and Sephiroth having a synergy combo, right? Which which is which is insanely cool. Like, yeah, like that that's mind blowing to me. I feel like there's still a bunch of stuff I missed. Honestly, I feel like I need to watch it a few more times. But we'll have to save that for later. You guys, I think we're tied between uh, spectacular and outstanding. I believe with the uh, poll, <laughs> there were no bad options, which was perfect. Oh, really? Oh, that's weird. It Sorry. it was like perfect, spectacular, outstanding, wonderful, butimous. Um, <laughs> Might be a little uh, biased. I'm sorry, Sorry, I need to interject one little thing. Why has Shoop hit two thousand experience before Drugal hit one thousand? <laughs> and they say women don't have right. it easy on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on, you guys. Uh, here in Obasaki, you can never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Hironobu Sakaguchi uh, talked a little bit about Final Fantasy 16 this past month, saying, I think Final Fantasy is something that continues to evolve. It is never completed. Adventurous courage and determination are the keywords. And he said that 16 is the ultimate fantasy, Final Fantasy. I think he's kind of saying more than anything, kind of without going to spoilers, that the end of the game kind of alludes to that as well. And I think it's almost supposed to like stamp home that like, this is Final Fantasy. It's still Final Fantasy. You know what I mean? Like, it's the ultimate fantasy. Like, it, it, I know a lot of people are, oh, this, he cut this, it cut that. And I think here, Nobusaki Gucci is kind of placing his, you know, foot on one side or the other and saying, like, no, this is, this is Final Fantasy. You know what I mean? So I thought it was kind of cool that he brought that up. Of course, Sakaguchi is a huge Final Fantasy 14 fan. So no surprise that he probably is, a, is really enjoying uh, 16 as well, since it came from a lot of that team. You know what I mean? But I actually um, had a question for you guys. I'm going to put a poll in chat as well, and we're going to bring this to our crystal bearers. What vibe do you want for Final Fantasy 17? Do you want classic high fantasy, steam, diesel punk, trash punk, like all the different types of punks, you know what I mean? Do you want modernistic, like 8, for example, or 15? Do you want sci-fi focus, something more like 13, or maybe something completely different? I think 10 kind of falls into something completely different. What is Steam Diesel Punk defined as? It's it's like hard to explain. Like six has a little bit of steampunk to it, um, diesel punk to it. Seven has a little bit of that, a little bit of trash punk. It's it's hard to. It's I hard just to... imagine that like everything smells like the Midgar slums. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a little bit. It's 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 like high tech, but powered by you. You have like lots of pipes and steam and like um, old fashioned yeah. aesthetic to it, kind of thing. Um, Give you a little bit grimy. Yeah. Depending on the type of punk, a little bit grimy, a little bit, a little bit uh, gritty. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to like really describe, I guess. But I would say six and seven kind of, I guess, would fall the most into that of of the group. Even though nine has the steam powered mm. airships and all that, I think nine is mm -hmm. more kind of traditional high fantasy. Mm. But let's let's start with easily. What, what do you what do you want easily? Um. Because we haven't had one since 13 to this degree, I'd like one that follows a similar kind of vibe of 8 and 13 to add a nice variety back into the mix. 
get a bit of uh, diversity between how we've progressed. Um, we've we've gone from obviously the way that fifteen is to a very medieval kind, and then it'd be nice to have this nice futuristic style. Um, I personally would like to see that with regards to content. I, I, I really don't have a preference. Um, I just would like a vibe of eight and thirteen this for this one. Okay, Choop, what about you? Um, I, I, I kind of was thinking about it, and I don't really want to categorize. I, I voted for other because um, I don't really want to categorize anything into classic high fantasy, sci-fi fantasy, or steampunk diesel. I would rather... I, I want a nice balance of everything. And I think that's mm -hmm. one thing that I loved about 10. I know I always bring up 10, but it's that you got the futuristic, the modernized with like Dreams Anarchend. And then you get the... You get the mechanical thing when you're introduced to Machina from the Albed, but you also get the classic, like, no Machina, like, living on the beach, like, everybody's actually reading books instead of being on their tablets kind of thing with, like, the way Yevon follows things. I really love that balance of all of it being able to be combined into one world. Do I want it to be exactly like 10? No. But I want that theme of balance yeah, I gotcha. from all different, all different sides. James? Yeah, I agree. And I think 16 did a little bit of that as well. Um, you know, you have, uh, without going into plot details or anything, but you have ruins um, and things around the world that allude to a previous civilization. I mean, for me, I, I would always lean towards classic high fantasy. That's kind of my my thing. I, I kind of like playing those sorts of games. But with Final Fantasy in particular, I'd, I like to be surprised, though, almost, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So in the poll, I'd probably say other, because whilst I've got that kind of leaning towards high fantasy, I kind of want to see... Um, I kind of want to be surprised by it. I want to start up and be like, okay, I didn't expect this. This is kind of new and exciting kind of thing. So, um, I think the series has done high fantasy so much, and I'm, a, I'm the same mm. way. I would gravitate towards more of a high fantasy, but they've already done it so many times, mm. you know? Yeah. For me, I think I'm actually in Shoop's camp here where if I had a preference, it'd be something I haven't seen before entirely. Um, just because I, I like to be surprised like James. And I think one of the strengths of Final Fantasy is that it does so often reinvent itself as I brought up many times on the show. Um, so I kind of, I kind of want something where it's like, Oh, wow, this is unlike any Final Fantasy we've ever seen before. This is, this is so cool. Um, I think I'd probably prefer to be something a little bit more quirky and, and weird. And so I do kind of think more of like a, a 10 or, or an eight, even just something, just something different. I just, I just want to see a lot of weird elements that uh that kind of speak to new blood within square enix i guess you could say mm. i want i want to feel like okay this is this is just some like up and comers or something this is like some fresh blood coming in here and coming in with new ideas you know what i mean that's kind of what i hope to see when they reveal 17 i hope it's not more of 16 as much as 16 is fine I, I like the the atmosphere of 16 i think it's a little a little too dire and and not enough levity but it's more so that i just i like each mainline entry to differ from what came before um, so I, I don't want them to do two of the same atmosphere in a row. Um, so I hope they go. Yeah, I agree. A different direction. But I, I feel like that that's Final Fantasy's pattern. They never put out two games in a row that have the same thematic elements. They just yeah. don't. Like even three and five being job system games, they put something else in between them, did something yeah. different. Yep, that's Final Fantasy. And our final story of uh, of the day here. 
7 Remake might actually be coming to Switch 2 as well, we're finding out, based on some leaks and all. To be believed, I, I don't know, but WCCF Tech writes that uh, I'm a Hero 2, a pretty reliable leaker, says that the leaks did not come from them and so should be considered unreliable. So take that, take this all with a grain of salt. At the same time, the leaker provided some new information on the next Nintendo console, saying that the dev kits have been in the hands of developers for a while. The console is backwards compatible and it will come with new cartridges as well as a new camera feature. Interestingly enough, these Nintendo Switch 2 may be powerful enough to run Final Fantasy VII Remake as well as the PS5 does and could be a launch title. So the reason that it is being talked about as being running as well is because supposedly it's using uh, one of the more recent DLSS upscaling um, features, uh, and uh, that is allowing it to probably actually render at 720p, but upscale very, uh, uh, what would be the word? It, it's not losing a lot of detail in its upscaling due to DLSS up to 1080p or maybe even 4K, it, it, 1440p. Who knows? I think it depends on if it's docked or not docked in in whatever comes with switch 2 but they've they've even talked about the the matrix demo that uh, unreal engine 5 matrix demo that came out on ps5 that thing was crazy looking and supposedly even that is running on the switch 2 um using dlss so this thing could be very interesting and i think what's great is uh this all allow some of the upcoming titles like rebirth and future final fantasy games to not just release on PS5 or Xbox, but to release on Nintendo consoles as well. This has been a long time, right? Since it's been able to be that way because they're always trying to push boundaries. Final Fantasy especially is the series that is known as a graphical powerhouse. And for that reason, it hasn't released on Nintendo consoles because they're usually at least a generation behind. But if they've got some type of mechanic in place that'll allow them to match that with DLSS, maybe we do see a lot of of these big releases coming to Nintendo day one. And we get back to the days of old Nintendo getting mainline final fantasy. I think that would be really cool. What do you guys think? James, if they have the cap, Oh, sorry. I was going to say, no, if they have the capability gonna... to do it, then there's no reason not to, unless for whatever reason, the big guys up in the CEO seats or some shit, like, excuse my language. Um, don't you know they you know the console wars i i just feel like these games should be accessible to everyone regardless of what console you're playing on and if they have the if they have the technology to do so i think it should be a thing and mm -hmm. I, I it would be nice it would just the accessibility option mm -hmm. and that's one thing that i love about like even going back to the pixel remasters is there are so many games because I didn't grow up on Nintendo. I grew up on PlayStation as a kid that I just didn't have access to. And now these games are accessible on other devices. Let let people game. Let people game on whatever they choose yeah. to play on. Agreed. I will say if it is playable on the Switch 2, it's going to be incredibly surprising in, in terms of hardware. Um, given that... Breath of the Wild is not taxing, and there's a place in Breath of the Wild where the Switch cannot cope. Well, keep in mind, we're talking version. about Switch 2 here. We're not talking about regular Switch. Oh, I know that. I know that. But but Nintendo, famously, of more recent years, have not focused on high-powered console. They've no. uh, focused on efficiency, portability, reliability. The focus for them seems to be those that game less frequent, more mobility, or younger. Um, so unless they're changing their target audience, I don't see them having the capability. But that being said, I'd like to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I would love for a Switch to be able to handle it. It's a handheld, so right off the bat, you just can't put 
the technology in a handheld that you can into a console. You don't have the room for it. But yeah. that is why, uh, you know, software like DLSS is kind of a miracle. Like th this is this is going to change everything. If we can have games render at 720p or 1080p and then upscale accurately to 4K where you can't even notice the difference, that is going to completely change everything. James, go ahead. I can mm -hmm. I can tell you're going to speak. There. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, from from my perspective, there's a there's too much ambiguity. I think. I mean, at this point, we're saying we're we're talking about the lineup for a console that hasn't been announced and we don't know its specs. So there's there's already like you know a number of things that we don't know that kind of pile up into a how how far can you trust what 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 you're thinking here? And I had the same point that easily made as well, which is Nintendo's strategic direction has for a long time now not been performance. The the last console they had, which really targeted performance and in their marketing they really pushed the kind of you know this is top tier console. It was the N64. You know, that's how far back you have to go for um, for performance um, from Nintendo. Their whole spiel is um, fun gameplay, you know, and that's why you ended up with the Wii with the, with the controls and you've got the Switch with the Joy-Cons and that that's their whole thing. Now, to balance that, Crisis Core Reunion did come out on Switch as well. Yeah. Um, and remake is relatively old now. I mean, it came out on the PS4 originally. I mean, you, we, we, a lot of us are playing it on PS5. We're playing kind of the upscaled version, but the original version of remake was PS4. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they could do that, and it would be a very kind of easy, in quotes, launch title for a potential yeah. Switch 2. But for me, there's just too many unknowns uh, around it right now. No confirmed hardware, no confirmed announcement that there will even be a Switch 2, but we're talking about the lineup of launch games um mm -hmm. I, I i can't put those together um to be clear way. the the launch thing is purely speculation based on them showing it running on the hardware mm -hmm. the fact that it's running on the hardware doesn't mean they're going to release it on the console they showed it running because maybe it was sort of a tech demo to say like hey look at this scheme that runs this mm -hmm. way on ps5 let's look show you how it runs run. on switch 2 it runs pretty similarly doesn't it so it could have just been purely a tech demo and people are speculating oh maybe it's a launch title mm -hmm. um i think i if i had to say i don't know it's gonna be a launch title but i'm gonna go team real on this one i do think we're gonna see seven remake eventually on switch 2 and i think I think Sony would be a lot more comfortable putting Final Fantasy on Nintendo than they would be on Xbox, if I'm being honest with you. Um, yes. And I think that one of my biggest fears for a long time when it comes to like acquisition of Square Enix, which is certainly going around right now with the $2 billion loss in, in valuation based on a stock market, um, that they're open for acquisition or you know potential for that to happen. If Nintendo were to buy them, my concern was always, oh man, but that's going to result in the, the the graphical fidelity being lowered tremendously in comparison to what I'm used to for Final Fantasy. That was always my concern. That's what, that's what Beard said in chat was that Nintendo has taken performance to the side and focused on innovation. Right. So for me, in all honesty, I think Nintendo was the worst case scenario for me as far as acquiring Square Enix, because if I, I think if Nintendo were to acquire Square Enix, you're not seeing Final Fantasy go anywhere else. It's just on Nintendo. And because uh, name one other Nintendo first party franchise that goes anywhere. Xbox is literally everywhere. And PlayStation is moving towards that. They're putting games, you know, one year later on PC. Um, they acquired Bungie and all of Bungie's games are going wherever Bungie wants them to go. They said from the moment they acquired Bungie that Bungie's allowed to do whatever the heck they want. So I think if Sony were to acquire Square Enix, we don't have to worry about that. 
Um, I, I, so I, I don't know that Square Enix is going to be acquired. I'm not saying yes or no, but I'm just saying that I feel a little bit more comfortable now, at least that if Nintendo were to acquire them, maybe it doesn't mean that the graf graphical fidelity takes a huge dip. Maybe we can still see uh, graphical powerhouses in the Final Fantasy uh, franchise with Nintendo owning Square Enix, but that that's something for, for a later discussion. One more additional leak I want to talk about here is that uh, nine remake was supposed to be summer 2024, according to the same leaker. That is what they're saying. They have no idea if that has changed, but they don't think it has because when they saw it, they said literally the only thing this game needs is polishing. Sounds like they, when they saw it, it was very far. The away. world's Ooh, ending. Let me pause that for a second. Hold on a second. At least that's what everyone said. Apologies. The old uh, the Seven Rebirth trailer started playing again in the background. Um, so we'll, we'll have to it wait heard, and see. It that. heard you. It heard you say the word remake, and I was like, "Oh, you called." Yeah, it wanted to. It wanted to play again. Um, so going back, uh, Final Fantasy X remake and Ten Three also were talked about by the same leaker. Mm -hmm. They said that Ten remake has literally like a skeleton crew right now. Not a lot of people working on it at at all. Small development team, and for that reason, they're like they said this game is not making the anniversary year of twenty twenty six. I know that was the original rumor was that 10 remakes being worked on right now because they want to get it out by 2026 for the 25th anniversary. If we are to believe this leaker, they don't think that's happening, but it is in development. We'll have to wait and see. I I'll believe know. anything in development when we get an official mm. announcement. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That, that's my view with nine. Remakes we all hope well. and, and really would be excited and it'd be so cool. And we will all hear speculation from a million different angles on the internet. But at the end of the day, I will believe it when I see it from an official source. All right, moving on. We're a little behind, especially because of our crash at the beginning. Let's get into our next segment of the show. Of course, it is time for the question of the month. You guys can get on our discord at discord.gg slash Drugal. There is a category within the Crystal Bears, uh, or I should say there's a channel within the Crystal Bears category where we will pose a question to you guys each month and we'll take uh, as many of those responses as possible and feature them here on the show. This month, considering the focus on best Final Fantasy protagonists, as you guys know, for the tournament, which protagonist throughout the series would you say that you've connected with the most on a personal level? This is not to say that the character is your favorite character, just that you are most connected with their story, development, and journey. I'm going to give it's it to journey. easily first, easily. Um, let's just go in order here. Let's go down from the top, if you could, please. Let's just go yeah. one at a time. Okay, so, um, so Taser uh, responded with... I think I mentioned this in Shoop's Final Fantasy IX channel the other day, but I really connect with Vivi. He's a character who struggles with identity, PTSD, depression, anxiety, self-worth, confidence, belonging. These are all things I greatly struggle with right now. And seeing Vivi's journey help him grow braver and stronger gives me hope. He's incredibly relatable, and I only hope I can come out on top too. There are other traits I like to think I carry out, uh, that I like to think I carry <laughs> that other protagonists have, but on uh, on a less general, more personal level, I do resonate a lot with the little black mage. Best boy. Yeah, uh, I, I really like that answer. Actually, that's <laughs> it shows exactly how you align with the way that you relate to Vivi, and um, I, I, I'd like to hope that's something you can achieve. That's <laughs> really uh, that's a lot. That is actually we're rooting for you, Taser. Yeah, that's self-searching journey, man. Yeah, shoop, you're up. Uh, this is kind of perfect because normally we don't go down the list. We just like pick and choose. And this is actually the one that I had hoped I got to read. Uh, so Logan said, 
I've always related to Garnett's story growing up. I was one of those kids whose parents kind of decided my future and career for me, as I was pretty much just asked to follow the path. To that, I ended up studying medicine and going on to be a doctor, despite uh, really never having the passion for the job. About seven years ago, I finally just broke free and decided to follow my own path, despite how crazy everyone thought I was leaving a stable career that I'd been studying and working at for over a decade. But I escaped my castle and I found my own Zidane in the wonderful girlfriend I have now. And I'm in a career I absolutely love. Funnily enough, I'm looking to go back into medicine, but on the management side of it to try and make my life better for make life better for doctors and patients alike. Not so unlike Garnett there, too, I suppose. I love that. That's great. I always thought it was wild that he was just like, you know what? I don't want to be a doctor anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Pretty, and that's that was crazy. Gar- that was very much, very much Garnett was like, I don't want to just be a princess mm-hmm. stuck up in this castle anymore. I want to actually, mm-hmm. my life needs more meaning than this. I love that. It's that's very awesome. courageous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. Absolutely. James, if you could take the next one. Yeah. Uh, silly Music Girl responded. Um, I related to pain from 10 to the most. Being an outcast, being misunderstood, almost kind of feared in a way. She has a hard time expressing their emotions and she's sometimes hard to relate to in the eyes of other characters. Um, and that, that, that's, yeah, that's a bit of um, Payne's character development is almost stunted a little bit in, in that way, you know, because she's built so many walls around herself. You don't really get to explore her as a character until you get quite deep into the game. And you, I think for, for some parts of her story, you have to do kind of uh, quite a lot of side stuff um, just to kind of get that glimpse into, mm-hmm. into, into who she is. So, yeah, I can, I can see that and relate to that a little bit. So that's a good answer. Thank you, Silly. Moving on, we got uh, a do beard. I think it's a do beard is how you say it. Ado beard. I don't. I, I think. think he's. I. I think I saw him say recently. It's a do beard. Uh, instead of ah. Uh. So I thought that was. Interesting. I always just say beard. Beard. If you're in chat, <laughs> please let me know. Um. Honestly, the one I relate to uh, with the most is Terra in Final Fantasy VI. Growing up, I was always the odd one out with my hearing loss and being a cancer survivor in a tiny town with no one like me anywhere to be seen. And then there's Terra, whose entire journey is about trying to find her place in the world where there's no one who is like her anywhere to be seen. Tying into this, when Terra meets Celis, she asks Celis, "Have you loved anyone?" Hinting at her struggles to figure out love and uh, belonging in the world. Even with meeting someone who shares some of her own uniqueness, she still couldn't relate, which is something I would fi- uh, feel repeatedly when meeting others with hearing loss or are deaf. So uh, oftentimes I would meet someone who is mildly hearing impaired, but wouldn't even need something like closed captions. Or I would meet someone who is deaf and is fully part of the deaf culture and community, but never someone who was in between the two extremes. In addition, Terry's own struggle with mental health over belonging followed my own struggles with depression and anxiety. While it took the end of the world for Terry to find her family, I'm thankful that it didn't take that for me, as I have found, for the most part, my little niche in the world and people to care for and love. That's nice. Yeah, I'm glad that you found that. Beard. Very glad and you found that. It's Adobeard. 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 Yeah. Adobeard. Like, ad- like Adobo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Adobeard. Okay. Very cool. Thank you for that. And thank you for the response. That, that's, that was a fantastic response. And um, now, obviously, I'm going through six as well. I remember these specific moments you're, you're bringing up. And um, and uh, even though I can't specifically relate to them, I can understand um, how they would impact you. And I think that's that's... Fantastic that it was a, a good inspiration on you, I think. I love that. Back to you easily. Okay, so uh, Nerd Smash uh, responded. 
The Final Fantasy protagonist I connected with the most was surely Squall Hurley and Hart. At the time in my life when I first played Final Fantasy VIII, I was very quiet, made very few friends, got in my head and in a monologue a lot, and I liked the color black. I know, shocker, where is the blue? <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, though Squall at first just seemed like a jerk, he eventually gets fleshed out and I found more and more of myself in him as I played game had me rooting for him at the end and to see that big smile and kiss got me emotional for a video game for the first time the journey really got me out of my shell and i took more risks in life i trusted others more and more made close friends even tried the new color out blue i blame score partially for that with the stunning ultimate weapon lionheart which coupled with one of the greatest fantasy weapons in history, the Gunblade, was out of this world. The other half goes straight to Renoa, freaking heartily, and her blue outfit, beautiful self, leaving me shook and always looking out to the stars from a very own Blue Angel. Thanks, Squall, and Final Fantasy VIII. I owe, I owe who I am to you. It's crazy um, how impactful you, yeah. these games are on us, <laughs> right? For any of you who knows Nerd Smash, you know that he, I mean... He adores, absolutely adores Final Fantasy VIII. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of that, I hope he is actually doing well. If he listens to this, he's very much struggling at the minute, but please hope you're doing well. Definitely. And Shu, please take their final response here. I think we should let James take it because the one he read was rather short. I think you okay. should take the last one. Oh, Go ahead, James. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, this last response is from Hoshi. Uh, considering Tactics is my all-time favorite game, I do aspire to be like Ramza, but the protagonist I relate myself most towards is actually Cloud. Struggling to stay strong when deep anxieties hold you down, having expectations not only from others, but yourself, and just take it uh, like you don't care. But in reality, all you want to do is just exist and be yourself. I may not have a rival that looms over my shoulder at every turn, but I do know what it feels like to have shadows that make you feel like they're playing into your hands. And all you want to do is break free from it all and simply be mm. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's definitely cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh, Cloud's yeah. such a, as far as the entire series goes, cloud is one of the most uh, mentally impacted characters in the series. Like he, he's really dealing with a lot mentally, especially as you get further in the game, you realize that, um, so I'm, I'm sure a lot of I'm sure a lot of people really connected with that. I played seven when I was when I was like seven, so I think it was a little over my head at the time. But um, you know, nowadays I realize I look at that character and I'm like, Oof, man, yeah. But I think we we all go through it to some degree, don't we? You know, it's kind of one of those um, with Cloud. It's obviously a lot more extreme that kind of identity crisis of yeah. who am I and you know where have I come from and all of that sort of thing. But you know, as as everyone grows up, as everyone matures, and you kind of become an adult, and uh, even as you mature as an adult, you're always changing and you're always kind of um, uh, changing your outlook on life and your position in it. So, yeah, I can see what Hoshi's saying in there. It's, uh, it's a good answer. Rabo and Chess says, turns out being a Final Fantasy protagonist is not great for one's mental health. Maybe not. I don't <laughs> know if that's going to play the, into the tournament or not. The the internal and external grief that these characters all seem to develop throughout the game and always, for the most part, overcome. You know? Right. Yep. That's, that's, that's the important part, right? That they overcome it at the end, typically. I'm sure if I dove in, I'm sure there's some that don't, but <laughs> most do at least. Most overcome it eventually. 
Um, that is uh, the equation of the month. Thank you so much to those who take part in it. Of course, get on the Discord at discord.gg slash droogle and we'll post another question for you guys uh, in the upcoming week for you to answer and maybe be featured on next month's episode of Crystal Bearers. Uh, and with that, after talking about some great protagonists, we're now going to pit them against each other. Ping your discords. Now is the time to get everybody here. If they get mad that their favorite protagonist didn't win and then they didn't vote, then they yep. have nothing to be mad about. The more people we have here, the more accurate this is going to be to the Final Fantasy community. <laughs> we need yes. as many people here as we can possibly have. Um, so before we get into the uh, the upcoming battles, I feel like we should talk about the battles that already happened on the Discord and just kind of do a quick synopsis. So let me uh, let me switch over here um to this and i'm going to pull up this bracket full screen for you guys and zoom in a little bit hopefully we can follow along okay uh there we go i'll kind of go down here so first off we had cloud versus Furion. cloud did win i don't think we need to really talk too much about that one uh prompto <laughs> versus galif galif took it Against Prompto from Final Fantasy 15. Good on Gallop. I thought that was really neat, actually. Gallop, of course, uh, from Final Fantasy V. And I get it. Gallop had a big moment in that game. I'm not going to speak specifically to what it was, but that was a big moment and one of the most ambitious moments at that point in the franchise. So I think people connected with that in a big way. Um, Garnet absolutely decimated Edge, which I don't think that's too much of a surprise. Edge really comes in late nope. in that game, so it doesn't have a lot yeah. to the character. Uh, Barrett. your last, your last set of character. I was saying, uh, no, nothing important. Uh, just the last yeah. side character, yeah. Um, yeah. This was the closest battle at this point. Barrett barely took out Kane to move on to round two. That was a tough one, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, Kane, Kane's a very, it's an adored character, for sure. He's the OG Dragoon, isn't he? He's like, yeah. Yeah. He's the OG, like, <laughs> yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah, so that was, that was, that was a big one. the first one where we had Crystal Bearer influence? Nah, not yet. That was Not late, yet. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We only had one that technically had full crystal crystal bear influence. There's only one. Um, after that, Tifa really handedly beat Kamari. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Shoop. I know you love Kamari. I'll uh, accept defeat with that one. It's, it's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Renoa took out Hope easily, 21 to 4. Zach took out Emmerich, the first character in the tournament from 14. And I like Sir Emmerich, but. Zach, uh, it's funny, Zach, some people like Zach more than Cloud, and I'm curious to see mm -hmm. how that plays mm -hmm. out in this tournament. Mm -hmm. Zach is, is yep. a beloved character. Speaking of seven, we had two seven characters pin, uh, pitted off against each other here. Red 13 had to take out Sid Highwind, 19 to 10. I think that's the right choice, I have to say. Got to go with uh, with best boy Red on that one there. But I think I, Sid is also Sid's a little not in the trailer. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> After that, Vivi took out Cyan, 22-6. to six. I would argue Vivi is going to be one of the favorites in this tournament. We'll have to wait and see. Yep. Um, Yuffie, this was a close one. This was a really close one. Yuffie mm -hmm. took out Shadow, 15-13. to 13. Two ninjas. ninjas. Yeah, the Battle of the Ninjas yeah. there. Yeah. That was a close one. Yuffie took it, though. Um, Squall. Either way. Squall did make it. Zarkano. And if uh, Nerd Smash was here, you'd be happy to know that Squall took out Saz. Uh, in battle 11, 23 to 8. Locke took out Waka, son of a shoe puff. Um, <laughs> Zidane took out Bosch von Ronsenberg from, from 12. That was pretty pretty dominant there. Zidane with a major lead. Uh, Ferris was beaten. This is the first, I think this might be the first battle 
Nope. Nope. Sorry. It's the second battle where the lower seed won. Um, but, uh, Ferris was taken out by Astinian. Astinian's got a big following from 14. It turns out another dragoon. Mm-hmm. I like to call him edge Stinian. It's an edgy guy. <laughs> um, but he, he took out Ferris pretty easily. Um, this one shocked me to my core. Clive barely beat Fran from 12. It was, a, it was very, very close. And very I feel close. like if, if Clive had bunny ears, it, I don't know if it would have been as close. Fran, <laughs> Fran's the favorite of Vieira, isn't she? So I just, I did not expect that at all. I like Fran just fine, but I feel like Paul fear is like the favorite from 12. Right. And I know Fran's like the sidekick, but Fran does not have a lot going on in that game for the most part, in my opinion. And uh, I think, I think it really did come down to the bunny girl status. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the bunny girl status really helped. I have I not think. played 12, so I voted in favor of the game that I played, which was 16. The other possibility is a lot of people haven't played 16 yet, right? Um, and as right. much as I think is Clive is a fantastic character with a lot of emotional growth and uh, really mm-hmm. a character that shows a lot of vulnerability in contrast to how he looks, I thought that was spectacular in that game. And I, I, I look forward to more people playing so they can understand that Clive is a great character. Vincent revealed today in 7 Rebirth was uh, the winner versus Jill, another 16 character. Yuna, definitely a favorite in this tournament, dominated against Vanille, 28-4. Rydia took out Cecil, 19-13. Terra took out Freya, 1911. This was the big upset, without a doubt. This is the biggest upset of the tournament so far. Aiko took out Celis from Final Fantasy VI. This, this caused some, some, uh, some real tears in the Discord. I think this was a tough one, I have to say. Uh, and in all honesty, I kind of, in a, in a way, I do regret voting for Aiko on this one because I did not think she was going to win it. I really did not think Aiko was going to take it. So I, I voted for Aiko. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I did. just wanted to cause chaos. I'm not going to lie. I don't see either of them winning altogether. So I wanted to cause chaos. <laughs> I like them both easily, a lot. Easily was the deciding vote. Just so y'all know, if you want to blame anyone, <laughs> just don't don't blame me. I'm sorry. I'm still so mad. I chose I chose chaos. Okay, James, how do you feel about that? Um, oh, come on, that 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 result's clearly wrong. But... <laughs> you have trouble with Ico, do you? Uh, right. But it's just Ico. Yeah, I mean, come on, what's she what's she for? Celez is is clear winner, clear winner. But yeah, there we go. It's funny because I, I was I was the uh, I was the opposite there. First of all, I haven't played six. So I don't know. I don't know Celez's story. But as a little girl who really identified with Aiko being so alone in the world, was someone who had a very, I had a very unconventional childhood, which I've spoken about. I really, really identified well with Aiko that I had no, I had no social, like, I, I had no social skills at all as a little kid, very much as Aiko did. But I, and, and like so many people identify with that, but then those who really love Celis really identify with Celis. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I also want to preface all this, by the way, if anyone who's, when we're going to be voting in a little bit, this is all fun. This is, it's totally cool to like, like one character, dislike another character, be mad when your character doesn't win, be happy yes. when your character does. But this is, we're not trashing any of these characters. It's all fun. Please don't unfollow fun. me just yeah. because your favorite didn't win, please. <laughs> <laughs> I say that I because I'm not back. joking that happened on one of the previous tournaments I did for that greatest final, greatest OST. When Final Fantasy VI lost to another game, like seven people unfollowed me immediately. Wow. And I, I didn't, I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't vote. It wasn't my fault. Don't blame no. me. 
I'm just a messenger. Come on now. Shoop, I, I'd be interested to hear once you've played six, um, how you how you feel about those two characters again, maybe after uh, after that point. Um, oh, I'm sure I'll feel I'll feel a lot differently. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> just because I've seen how much love a lot of six characters yeah. uh, do get. You guys will be able to vote very easily in chat through the final through the uh, Twitch poll system. So it's it's coming in just a little bit. Let's wrap up here. Um, Lightning took out Gladiolus. Gladi taken down. Good. Uh, Sidolphus, another 16 character, uh, took out took out Ignis. Oh wow, Harshafon, another uh, Final Fantasy 14 character, took out Zell. That was a close one though, 15, 13. This was another. This was the big one. This was this was upsetting for some people. Sabin took out Laguna, 15 to 14. Seems like James is not too upset about it. No, I'm okay with that one. <laughs> Aerith I like dominated. Laguna, yeah. yeah, yeah. Aerith dominated against Snow. This was the biggest uh, dominance in, in the entire tournament so far. 32 to 3. Aerith versus yeah, yeah. Snow. Uh Lulu took out Steiner. I was actually a little bit little bit peeved about this one. I'm not gonna be not gonna lie. I feel yeah. like Steiner gets a bad rap just because he starts off the game as intentionally frustrating, but that's kind of the whole point of his character. He's got amazing his character growth. Character growth is fantastic. Yeah. And he's great in a way that Wacket isn't because his stubbornness and his frustration as a character, I I feel is humorous. I always laugh mm-hmm. at it. As opposed to Waka, where it's like, you are the worst, Waka. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, Lulu gets all of, what, two minutes growth? Easily don't say that. You're going to upset some people in chat. <laughs> don't say that easily. I'm only speaking truth. <laughs> uh, Arin, another 10 character, took out Ishtola. Another 14 character mm-hmm. taken out by Arin. Uh, Riku took out Lena. Tidus took out Fang. That was a close one, though. I was actually a little surprised. Tidus, main character of 10, barely winning against Fang from 13, one of the least favorite Final Fantasy games. A little surprising, actually. She's one of the uh, more popular characters from that game. I'd yeah, say she's probably doubt, yeah. the most popular character of that game. I would so. say yeah, probably. She's very, yeah. very well liked. Yeah. At least in America. In Japan, Lightning is definitely the favorite. Um, mm-hmm. This was the one that... Crystal Bear has had to uh, get involved in because it was technically a tie. Balthier and Setzer were tied up and uh, we had to make a decision. I think we felt like 12 had no love in this tournament at this point. There was literally no character moving on to round two from 12, whereas six had several characters moving on. And Setzer, let's be honest, he abducts a woman. So <laughs> I, th- I think we felt like uh, Balthier was the better choice here. In, uh, in this, in this character case. is actually really good. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if, if if it was tied up like it was, then we collectively three pushed which one would go in, and that in the case was was Balthier. Yeah, Viola, you're 100 right. Six does have lots of really bad people, even in the mean party. Uh, Knock just took out Ash from 12, and finally Beatrix, who is lower seated than Bart's, actually dominated beatrix took out bart's 30 to 5. i mean there's a, a lot of love for her there yeah. is beatrix ba- yeah. beatrix yeah. that's I, right I patch mommy is another one and with that i'm going to uh i'm gonna hide the uh the first part of the bracket here there's no reason to see that anymore let's just make it top 32. we'll full the screen here and i think we are ready are we ready so just to give you guys a little also, bit of insight, go ahead. Shoot. I was just going to say before the votes begin, um, those of us on camera, myself, easily James and Drew, 
We will be completely unbiased during this. We're not going to be like, yeah, I want this person to win. We will silently vote just like everybody else. And we're not going to reveal who we voted for until after this tournament is completely over. You're probably going to be able to probably ascertain the, what uh, who we're probably voting for just based on how we talk about them, because we are going to talk a little bit about each battle, especially as we get further. This first round, though, I will say is just one minute per battle. We got to get through it's this first quick. round pretty quickly because we got to narrow this thing down. So we're just going to do one minute per battle. We're going to go. We're going to kind of uh, okay. speed run this here. And then rounds three and four will be two minutes each. The semifinals will be three minutes per battle. And then the final battle, no limit. We'll talk about it as long as we need to, to determine the final and also the bronze match as well. Those will each get as long as they need. All right. All right. Let's do this, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm legitimately scared about this. All right. Battle number one. We have Cloud Strife versus Galif. Put your votes in, you guys. I'm going to hide that. Where are the splits? Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I, I saw Cap's uh, message. Hang on. I'll, uh, I'll unpin it for now. Okay. Thank it you. looks like Cloud is, is obviously with a dominant lead right now. Um, but, you know, let's give Gallop some love. We we some fans of, of Gallop here. Actually, Shubin easily probably don't even know anything about Gallop. Now I think about it. I, I, I go ahead. Go for sheep. Well, I was going to say, the I, I, I ironically tried to avoid story spoilers on Drew's stream, and I just happened to come in during Gallop's, like, epic part of his story. And I was like, mm. well, now I know, like, the cool things that Gallop does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he does some cool stuff. He does one of them kind yeah. of on screen right now without going to exactly what's happening. This is the cool moment right there. 22 to three. Ooh. Cloud I, I moves on to round number three. Gallif is a good character, mm -hmm. but compared to Cloud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the thing the thing with um, with Gallif, Final Fantasy V is one of the first ones that's kind of um, comedic. It's got kind of a lot of brevity and, and levity in it. Um, and a large part of that is down to Gallif. You know, his character brings mm -hmm. a lot of that kind of fun aspect, that banter with the other characters. So, Speaking of, I would argue um, that Barrett does that a fair amount as well with his, mm -hmm. uh, his cussing and his demeanor. He's another character that, similar to Steiner, starts out frustrating, but really grows on you as the game goes on. But against Garnet. That's a tough one, right? Garnet is uh, is a very developed character, I would argue. One of the most developed characters ever in Final Fantasy. We see a lot of growth for her throughout the game. I think we're I think we're having some issues with uh, viewers on mobile not being able to vote as really? in these polls being so quick. Vague said uh can't even watch on mobile let alone vote. So for those of you mobile users, I'm very sorry if these polls are going too quickly. They will become longer starting with the next round. So keep that in mind. Yeah, th This round mm -hmm. for now, again, everybody is only one minute per poll. 13 to six. Garnet takes it. Battle number three. We have Tifa Lockhart versus Renoa Hartley. The battle of the brunettes going on here. <laughs> um, I love Renoa. I got to say, I love Renoa. Battle of the brunettes. But Tifa's going to get a lot of love, right? This is a tough yeah. one. She's she's definitely one of the favorites. So oh, Chief, Chief, the second vote was Garnett versus Barrett, and Garnett won. Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of people love Tifa too, right? Because she's got that badass quality, right? She's a fighter. She's like a monk. 
you know, at that time, I think people really connected with that, with, with Tifa. But Renoa, she talks about this a lot. What's great about Renoa is I like how forward she is, I have to say. I like that she's kind of a contrast to a lot of other females where it's like the guy chasing the girl, flirting with the girl. No, Renoa is the one that flirts with Squall. And I love that about Renoa. Mm-hmm. I love that about her. I talk about yeah. her a lot. Yeah. I think she's a fantastic character. But for me, the fact that the Tifa shows such a phenomenal supporting role in mm. throughout the game, both OG and Remake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Renoir. Renoir lost that one. It was 20 to 7. Tifa took it. But next up, we have Zach Fair versus Red 13. Oh, no. They're such good boys. They're both such good boys. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I don't know. I don't even I don't even know if I want to vote on this. This is tough. Wow, it's this is a very close one. The the polls are just going yeah, back and forth, back and forth. I don't know. This is a toughie. Yeah, this is this is neck and neck. Oh so no, it's tied. <laughs> oh, I'm voting. I'm voting. Okay. I can hear Drew. So Drew and I are in separate rooms, and I can hear Drew upstairs screaming. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Oh man, we this might have to step so in on this. Close. It's tied again. It might come down to, to us. Oh shit! Have any of you three not? Has voted? everybody voted? I I voted. I voted. Oh yeah. no! Oh, red thirteen oh, at the last oh, second. Oh, no! No! no. It's, it's, neck neck neck. Neck. it's a tie. <laughs> oh man! Okay, so okay, it comes down to us. It comes down for? to us. Um, so do we do we reveal who we voted yes, for? Yes, we can to now. Break this yeah. tie? I okay. voted for red thirteen. I voted for. I voted for Zach. I vote for Zach. No, no. Even between us, yeah. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> um, this happened so quickly. I didn't think this was going to happen so early. Do we? Do we just fair and square flip a coin? I think so. Honestly, I think yeah. we have to. I can. I can get something to flip. One second. Well, let me see. I might have something. I might have a coin. No, I have a quarter that I digged out of the couch or dug okay. out of the couch. I'll grab it. <laughs> The winner is the Zach winner. 13, someone said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is a tough one. Uh, no, no, no. Red can open a fridge. He just burns a hole in it with his tail. Yeah, so just to make it clear, uh, this is not a battle of who would win, like literally in a fight. This is not that. This is gut reaction. Who is your favorite protagonist? It's literally I'm a popularity right here. contest. Zarkano, I got, a, I got a, a lovely United States quarter to flip for Zach and, right. Zach and, and Red. Zach heads for so, 13 tails. All right, yeah, Zach has red 13 tails. I'm going to flip it on and then onto my palm. Oh, my God. And whatever it's on is whatever we get. Ready? Set. It's tails. Red 13 yeah. takes red 13. out Zach in the first round, 13 to 14. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm just saying we got rid of uh, Aerith's lover. That's crazy. I, <laughs> That's crazy. I, I voted for Zach. James and I voted for Zach. Yeah, anyway. we, we represented. That's Battle it. number five. We got Vivi versus Yuffie, you guys. What do we think? Without saying who you're going to vote for, what do you guys think? I think there's going to be a clear one out of this. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It, it already seems to be so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's I'm not surprised. Bit, um... I'm not even going to vote. It's, it's an obvious <laughs> one, right? It's pretty obvious. I gotta take a little bit one side. Cap, Cap saying, uh, Aerith has two lovers. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just got one spare. It's fine. All right, Cap, you may be fat. You might be right there. All right. I can't Vivi believe Chad is, is actually, uh, Chad is admitting to um, 
pity pity votes i see (laughs) (laughs) in all honesty i'm kind of surprised that vivi didn't dominate more if i'm being honest Mm. i think that's Mm. the pity votes that is pity votes yeah pity's for the weak Yeah. Well, yeah, what was it in chat? We had 19 to 6. 19, 19 to, six. to 6. I didn't even vote on that one. Uh, Vivi takes it. Moving on to battle number 6. We have Squall Leonhardt versus Locke Cole. Uh, I like Locke. Um, Squall's... I, I vibe with Squall, though, a lot. And I think, I, in all honesty, I feel like Squall gets a bad rap sometimes. Like, it's being, like, whiny and too emo, but... I don't know. I kind of I kind of appreciated that about Squall at the time. I don't know. I what think sometimes people forget that they all most of these protagonists are very mid pubescent teenagers, you know, mm-hmm. he, yeah. he acts very much like a 17 year old just thrusted into power. Um, Not just power, yeah. but military as well. Yeah. yeah. How would how would anyone react in that scenario? And considering his and childhood, I mean, come on. Yeah, his character design's cool as well. I mean, that's and he's got a gunblade. Factors for him, he's yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Locke is Locke is good. I, I like I like Locke in um, FF6. I thought he was a good protagonist, but yeah, I think there's uh, we've all, we already see the winner. I, I'm not surprised. Um, it was close 15, though. That was a close uh, yeah. one. Yeah, fifteen to twelve. The that, that wasn't a big one. Break. All right, so this is battle number seven coming up. Yes, battle number seven. We have Zidane Tribal. Did you say Tribal or Tribal? What do you guys say? I say Tribal. I say tribal, tribal yeah. Versus Estinian Varlanu. Varlanu. <laughs> I don't know. Um, My God. Estinian, I, I feel I, like I don't know. this could be very one-sided, potentially. There's Easily, some, how, many, how many nine speedrunners did you invite to this event? <laughs> <laughs> how many people are in chat right now, out of curiosity? We have How's a biased audience. Uh? <laughs> do, do you know, there's only one in chat, and he doesn't run nine anymore? He doesn't, no. No, no, he's, he's an eight-speed runner now. Who, how th- many people are in chat? I can't see 56. how many people are here. Here's okay. the thing about Estinian. As of right now, I, I, like he, he's sort of just a little too edgy for me, and I have a feeling that's going to change. I think, I think I've seen a new Estinian pop up in Stormblood that I think is not going to be quite so edgy. So my opinion on him might change, but as of right now, I did vote for Zidane because, yeah, just a little too edgy for me. Uh, you're not alone section kind of secures it for me. Mm. Right. That is a very good section, yeah. 20 to 8. Zidane takes out Edge Stinian. Next up, battle Edge number 8. Stinian. We have <laughs> Clive Rossfield versus Vincent Valentine. Nice. That was some deep breath there. Wow, guys. You all right? Some deep breaths. Deep breaths, you guys. I feel like... I'll say it after the poll ends. I'll say it after the poll ends. I, I haven't voted, but I... welcome Raiders, by the way. Here's welcome the thing: in. Clive gets a lot more story than Vincent does, but the story that Vincent does get in like side quest type stuff is so good. Mm. So good. It's tough, and he gets this whole spin-off game as well. You know, yeah, that's dirge. where the cutscenes from up there. Huh? Yeah. 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 I mean, don't get me wrong, the game isn't very good, but... No, it is not, I've heard. I, I'm actually, I want to play it, because I've never played it before, and I think that would be a good one to do on stream, just to be like, I did, I, you I know? Would, I would send my copy to you, but you wouldn't be able to play it on your on your console. That's right. Yo, Shinobi coming in with the raid! Thank you so much! I missed that. Welcome in, Raiders! We're voting on the greatest Final Fantasy protagonist of all time. Hello, lovelies! I want to say, in. now that this round is over, really quick, 
Vincent getting revealed today in the Rebirth trailer, I was like, mm. oh, Vin Vincent's got this one in the bag yeah, just for what he had today. Reaction. That probably you know, did help wife, him. Yeah. My wife's got a terrible memory for it. Like, obviously, she's not a gamer, so she she um, she doesn't really remember the names of a lot of the characters. But when we were watching the trailer earlier, she was like, Vincent, and like immediately clocked them. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's. Uh, Ooh, so. this is an interesting one. We got Yuna versus Rydia. Oh, this has already gone a lot more one-sided than I thought this was going to be. Oh, not me. Yeah. I'm not surprised yeah. at all. Really quick, Raiders, I just want to say for this round, um, so you guys know, this these, this first round is only one minute for each of these polls. The second round, once people get through, will be two minutes. And then as things go on, we give four minutes and such. Yes. So I will say this is not my personal preference. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about what I expect favorites to be. I think Yuna and Vivi have a really good shot at winning this whole thing. That's my. I, I thought I thought Yuna would win this, but I didn't think it was going to be such a big landslide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rydia a big has a lot favorite. of fans. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah, I thought that'd be more even. That was a big one. Twenty-two to seven. Yuna, Yuna, just, Rydia. Yuna just was like, "Here, have my final summoning." That was a big statement right there because you're right. Rydia, Rydia does have a lot of love from the fans. I like but Rydia. Yuna just made a statement. Like a, like an 18-13 kind of vote. I thought it was going to be somewhat close. Mm, not really. Next up, we have Tara Branford versus Aiko Carroll. Oh my God. <laughs> Does Tara take revenge? <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we keep chaos going? Well, no. Aiko's <laughs> already doing better than I thought she would. I'm not going to lie. Aiko's well, already doing better. I'm staying out of this one. I'm staying out of this one. But guys, can we, can we please get chaos through this vote? <laughs> don't do it don't try it it'll be one voice Aiko can beat up people with just words okay it, it seems I'm, like I'm, I'm just using my mouth on this one I'm, I'm not going to say the word voted. <laughs> I, I have voted I have voted and yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'm going to vote for Terra okay yeah. I did vote for Terra I voted for Terra as well yeah. Aiko I was a meme vote okay <laughs> I voted for Terra as, as much as I love Aiko Cello's getting knocked out in the first round. I love Tara's costume. I don't know anything about her, but I know that she looks cool. You'll like her a lot. I She's a great so. character. 17 to 8, Tara takes out Aiko. Battle number, I think this will be 11. God, I hope I'm right. Or this is going to be a repeat. <laughs> uh, I was right. Okay. We have uh, Lightning versus Sedolphus Telamon. No, if we were in Japan, not... Oh, Lightning would Western dominate country. if we were in it Japan. Would be, it would be Lightning by such a landslide. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't even be close. It's actually pretty I mean, close now. Close. Yeah, it, it started is. off with Stolfus with a big start, and then Lightning with the comeback. Wow, I haven't voted yet, honestly. I'm kind of just seeing I, how it plays out right now. What Taser just said in chat, Lightning versus the dominant of Lightning. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Ooh. I, I haven't voted. I haven't voted I'm... either. I think I'm just going to stay out of this one until the end. If I'm being honest. Oh, God. I need to vote. This is much closer. Yeah. Than oh, oh, it's just... It's tied. Wait, it's oh, not tied. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Oh, so close. Okay, did you guys vote? <laughs> I did. I did. Lightning. I did. I did as I did well. Lightning. I was the deciding vote. I, vote. I voted for Sidolphus at the end. I voted Sidolphus as well. I yeah. also voted. I voted for Sid. Yeah, I was yeah. the only one different. I voted Lightning because she was, she actually yeah. has a lot more to her than like thirteen. Just not loved as much as what it would be. I wish Sidolphus had more, 
to him in in 16 i will admit but what was there i thought was really really great i really liked that oh, he's a phenomenal character absolutely was yeah so that was uh that was kind of an upset right there that was a lower seed a considerably lower seed taken out I, yeah lightning a high seed very high seed now the seeding was based yeah. a lot on japanese uh voting that's why lightning was number seven seed but still that, that was kind of surprising mm-hmm. cap cap and chat said lightning doesn't return this time unfollows <laughs> true myth i'm sorry uh harchafon versus sabin oh this is a tough one for me yeah. is it I, a tough one yeah i'm staying out of this one i'm not confident with either character really I've mm. I've voted in every single poll. I'm just saying, you know, even if I don't know the character, I haven't played that installment in the series yet. I've voted so far since the beginning. I've voted in everyone. Please don't unfollow me. I'm sorry, you guys. I apologize. <laughs> Bye, Durak. I think Sabin winning this is unsurprising, though. Yeah, I mean, look at him. Meteor strike in that train. That was an if interesting only it wasn't change. meteor strike. Yeah, if James, I don't... Was, oh, I don't know. Suplex... Yeah, I know, James. I don't. You didn't play the Pixel remaster, but they changed Suplex to be called yeah. Meteor, Meteor Strike. I heard this. Yeah, yeah. Why? It's like the whole meme, I, wasn't it, for years and years? Yeah, that is the meme. I think, <laughs> I think it's because the move that is identical to that in seven and eight is Meteor Strike, mm. and it looks exactly like that. So consistency, you reckon? Sabin yeah, takes out Harshafon, nineteen to seven. Next up, we have Aerith versus Lulu. Aerith Gainsborough okay, versus now, Lulu. If Lulu wins this, you should all be ashamed of yourselves because you just <laughs> like whips, chains, and black belts. I mean, they're tied. Well, they were a moment they, ago. They really should not be. <laughs> Lulu, with the two minutes of character development she gets, is going to win. <laughs> Two minutes of optional character development that she gets. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't say optional. I understand this at all right now. I really no, don't understand I, I how can't. Lulu's even competing. I got to be honest. Like, keep Aerith in mind, we are we are voting for popular characters. I'm just saying we're voting based off of character stories, development, arcs, attitudes, etc., looks. Like you, you want to factor in all of those things too. It's, it's a tie. <laughs> All right, so the four of us get to decide here. Aerith. I vote Aerith. Yeah. Yeah. I I have to ask, are you guys voting as sort of a troll vote towards Lulu on that one? Be be honest in chat, because I just, I legitimately don't understand that at all. (laughs) I think what Malform said in chat um, about how Lulu has most of her arc pre-game, Lulu is already a developed character. Okay, so it was a troll vote. Okay, yeah. Durak with a troll vote. I'm voting against Drew. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I know that everybody is like voting against Aerith. A lot of people vote against Aerith because of me. So we're only doing a coin flip, just to clarify, if we, the four if of we us, tie, are tied yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. If we're all in agreement between one or over the other, then we don't have to flip the coin. Yeah. Well, at least Aerith went to round three. I, I doubt she's going to go to round four, but it looks like uh, at least she made it to round three. Next up, we have, let's see, this is battle number, I think this is battle number 14. Both is good. Auron and Riku. Auron versus Riku. Battle of the Final Fantasy X MCs. Final yeah. Fantasy X! <laughs> uh, this is a toughie. I like both of them a lot. Um, this is a tough one. 
I think Oren has a chance to go really far in this tournament, though. I, don't know. I think. I, th- I think. One, yeah. Well, I was gonna say go Oren. Oren brings so much stability, and then uh, Riku brings so much levity. They're they're really polar opposite party members as far as their personality goes. I think Riku also. She, it's it's tough. She comes in later, a little bit later than Oren, so she has a little bit less, you know, impact on the story than Aaron does. So I feel like that probably helps him a lot in this one for sure. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's just, I don't know. He's great. He's the best. I love Oren, him. Oren took it hard there. Yeah. He took it hard. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20, 20. Oh, hush now. 23 to nine, 23 to nine, 23 to nine. I would Oren take it hard. I would take it hard from Oren. Stop it now. Stop it. <laughs> Battle 15. We have Titus versus Balthier. Titus really underperformed against Fang, but curious to see what happens here. Mm-hmm. I, I think Fang is just such a popular character in general, though. Mm-hmm. I, so I was surprised a, a how loved so she was. Yeah. Both, yeah. I'm trying to update my. Uh... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too surprised that the results. No, this makes more right sense now. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Fang clearly yeah, this, is this more loved than Balthier. <laughs> Clearly. I'm really not surprised. the The fans of Thirteen, or vast majority of them, prefer Fang. Um, at least from the ones I know of that actually play Thirteen. I think it's yeah. funny because well, I was going to say Titus. Kind of what we were talking about Squall earlier, how he gets told that he's whiny all the time. They mm-hmm. they kind of parallel each other in that. I was going to say, did you guys notice how quickly the votes came in for, for Lulu versus Aerith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was like a there was a lot of uh, I don't know what was going on there, but it was a lot of like, oh man, we're gonna get into this one. Like, that, I felt that was it. a lot of troll. Like, that was a lot of troll in that one. I felt some troll action there yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, we got Tita's taking out, taking out Balthier twenty two to ten. That was a good performance for Tita's there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And our final battle of round one, we have. Noctis Lucis Calum versus Beatrix. I patch mummy. Shock patch mummy. Yeah, there's got to be a clear Ooh, winner. Damn, this one, dude. Right? Beatrix. Yeah. Really? What the? Whoa. That is absolutely. Big. Yeah, not surprising whatsoever. God, could Beatrix take this whole thing, I wonder? Yeah, that, that's possible. You want someone to step on you? That's that's her. Yeah. Is Rabo is Rabo spamming extra votes? We know how much he loves Beatrix. <laughs> I mean, he literally we he literally has a turn it up macro. I swear, built in whenever anyone gets to that part. Grim <laughs> salad. Grim salad. Chess says war crime, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Well, it looks like uh, it's about to I end. Think all we've confirmed is that everyone yeah. in chat is horny. Yeah, super duper horny. Well, I don't know with Beatrix. I mean, um, she's just. She, I mean, she dominates, doesn't she? I mean, it's it's. She, you face off against them multiple times, and you're just not getting anywhere through it. And I mean, just she she is a good character, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah, for sure. I do feel like yeah. if they, we had more time in nine, like you know, there's some characters that aren't completely developed because of time. I think Beatrix would have been given a lot more. And if there is a remake, I do mm-hmm. feel like Beatrix will be given a lot more time as far as her like. I hope so. You know, without spoiling things. Mm. Well, you guys, we are officially in round three, which means now we have two minutes per battle. Now we can have a little bit more discussion internally as Crystal Bears about uh, each of these battles. I'm sure you guys will get your votes in way before the the two minutes are up. But 
we can have just a little bit more time to discuss because this is going to mm-hmm. get tough now. All like every single one of these battles now at this point is going to be a little bit of a challenge, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Yeah, I think so. Battle number one of round three, we have Cloud Strife versus Garnet Till Alexandros. Right off the bat, like that, man, that's a tough one. They're both incredibly well developed characters. Love their design. It's just, it's everything, you know? I think with this, I mean, Cloud has a lot more exposure, doesn't he? I mean, he's in so many different games now, so many different media formats. Garnet, we've just yeah. gone off that one one game that you see her in. So there's a bit of an, uh, a, an unbalance between, you know, what you know of both characters and how you connect to both of those characters. Right, yeah. Um, I, I think um, Garnet isn't looked at for the value she actually provides in a lot of cases. She ha- takes this courageous step to basically change her own destiny and gets thrust into a leadership role and has to struggle internally with, is it my fault after mm. the events? And she ends up being such a strong character through the game. And, and I mean, I personally see the result from both sides. Mm. Um, but I do have to say that Garnet should be looked on more favorably than just, you know, the main female protagonist who's just essentially a side character. Oh, I, yeah, I find I it interesting that, that both, well, I was going to say that both of them, uh, I think they are underestimated by the gamer, but they also underestimate themselves. That's one thing that they both have in common. They, they both really doubt their own abilities until they realize how capable they are. This is tied up. If one of you of the three haven't voted, we're tied. I, I've already voted. Wow. I haven't, but oh. the tie just broke right at the end there. So, yeah. Out of who curiosity, who were you going to? Oh, I, I was really on the fence. I don't I know. Still. I mean, um, I probably would have edged it to Cloud. I, I probably would have edged it that way, but yeah. it is a close one between About us a minute two. and a half in, I, I was like, I think I'm going to go with Cloud. Yeah. Mine was, that was a Cloud, tough even though I spoke of Garnet. Mine was Cloud. Yeah, it, it's a tough I, one. Yeah. I just like there's there's more with Cloud, right? Like there's mm. just we have more to consume regarding that character. We've had the movie, we've had we've had Crisis Core, we've had books at this point. You know, they. I was just, the only uh, I was the only bearer that voted for Garnet. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. It, it, it's it kind of breaks my heart, honestly. To I wish that wouldn't have happened so early in this tournament, actually. Um, sixteen. Thought I was gonna go for Garnet. Eh? I I thought you would have gone with Garnet easily. Yeah, but like a little cloud. I can't go against little cloud. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> hey, look! I have a little Garnet upstairs, and I will bring her down here. <laughs> what was surprising about that one is uh, Garnet actually had a pretty good lead for a while there. Mm-hmm. It was a very slow comeback for Cloud. That was that was, and that then was easily started advocating her, and all those votes went away. And how did that happen? <laughs> it does feel like that, doesn't it? Like whoever we're talking about is the people is the one people vote against. Maybe we should stop talking. Yeah. Yep, I think that's why everyone went for Lulu because I was like, absolutely not. I, I do think that played a part. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I tried to say quiet for that very reason because I know from doing tournaments in the past that a lot of people vote against who the hosts say to be trollish. I really, I, I really want to. Yeah, this is why I, I said earlier that we we're gonna just be unbiased. I want to quickly 
just hypothetically say, what do you guys think this vote now with Tifa versus Red, what do you think this would have looked like if it was Tifa versus Zach, if Zach had beat Red in the first round? Because we, mm. we had a coin flip for Zach think, and Red. I think Tifa wins that, no problem. Really? Honestly. Yeah. I think I think Zach would have had a better chance against Red as far as Tifa goes. I think Tifa would have still won it. Maybe. I mean, look at the votes, but... I think Tifa wins I, either way without a doubt, but yeah. I, I, I just think, think Zach, Zach would have had would more. Have been actually the winner you think zach would have been the winner yeah i don't think so at all i, I tifa mm. the, yeah i mean tifa the fan base is uh without trying to speak derogatorily rabid yeah i, I, I don't know I, I probably would have voted for zach myself um i just think he's a really he's a really great character um especially if you've played through crisis call and you kind of see that development of him and, and kind of how he matures um but yeah, yeah, it would have been an interesting one to to see. But should we do some type of like calculation of like cup size to votes? <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean There's some ratio in the. <laughs> I was, ratio, I was wondering if it's it's maybe because that you know Lulu didn't make it that people are like, well, we've got to we got to have Tifa, but Tifa is a good character. Like, let's talk about if you take boobs out of the equation, you like, can't do that. Let, well, we're going to right now. If you take boobs out of the equation, Tifa's character, she is a strong character. She so, has so great yeah, development. Yeah. She has great internal monologue. She's a great character. It doesn't matter. So Absolutely. so caring about everyone. Uh, mm. Maternal, I would even say. Um, complete contrast to what people yeah. think of her looking at her. We talk about this a lot where Aerith is actually, character-wise, what you would think Tifa would look like and vice versa. Like they, mm -hmm. they contrast with their appearance. And I love that about seven, but now we've moved on Vivi versus squall Vivi best boy versus uh emo guy. Look at those emotional solace eyes. Just, 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 just Vivi. <laughs> I do feel like squall is underrated. Um, I agree. I do. I would vote for Vivi yeah, on this one. I'm just going to say it because it's obviously going to win Vivi. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I do agree. Squall is underrated. Yeah, I, I think a I, lot of a lot of people meme him too much, saying like whatever. Well, that's a I wonderful meme. I personally vote for Vivi as well, but I love Squall's character. I think he's phenomenally well written for the kind of character he actually is. But Vivi's just like look at Vivi's growth through the game. Look at his yeah. story through the game, and and look at. Those of you who have completed nine, how many of you almost shed a tear, if not do, to the end of that game? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's yeah, really yeah. no other character like Vivi in Final Fantasy, in my opinion. He, he stands alone. No, I, I, I like Squall as well. I like him as a character. I like his design. I like his mechanics. I like his weapon. Uh, I like all his moveset. I'm not, I'm not such a fan of the plot uh, of eight, but... You know, I, I, Squall as a character, I like his how he develops. But compared to Vivi, uh, I mean, there's no comparison as far as I'm concerned. He's uh, he's just a league above. There he is on Shoop's. Uh, there he is. <laughs> 21 to 10. Vivi moves on to round number four. Next up, we have battle number four of round four. We have Zidane. I should say Trabal. Zidane Trabal versus Vincent Valentine. Vincent uh, got revealed today. Is that going to play a part in this? I wonder. I don't know. 
What do you guys an think? Interesting, an interesting matchup because they're very, yeah. very opposite people. Yeah. I, what I love about very Zidane is his uh, sort of, well, let's, without going into spoilers towards the end of the game, his happy-go-lucky, very leadership role he plays, big brother, always encouraging his friends. Like I love that about Zidane. I really do. It doesn't come across at all to me as fake or manipulative or anything of the like. Zidane really comes across to me as somebody that legitimately cares about people and and uh, wants to be a friend and a brother to them. And and if you say that Zidane doesn't have true character development, you take his speech after the final boss and you tell me he doesn't have character development. What he does after that just even yeah. Even before that though, I think when we're talking about Zidane, he I think he's very loving for everyone around him. And then he mm -hmm. really kind of craps on himself. Like, and mm -hmm. he uses humor to deflect, but mm. when he, again, we're getting a little bit into detail here, but when he breaks, it's all the more powerful because of everything that comes before that. Every, everything we know the character to be up to that moment is what makes that breaking point so powerful in final fantasy nine. And that is the arc. Like Vincent doesn't really have much of an arc. He has cool factor. Vincent, without a doubt, has cool factor, but he also has his own game. He has his own game and he also has backstory that was expanded upon in, in other games like before Crisis and things like that. And when you take mm -hmm. that all into account, um, which is fine, you guys can take that into account. Um, you know, it makes sense that he he competed here. It was close. 16 to 14. Okay. Zidane wins, though. 16 mm -hmm. to 14. That was a close one. Wasn't sure where that was going to go. Next up, we got battle number five. We have Yuna versus Terra. Oh, this this will be a close one, I think. Um, then again, Yuna does have a lot of um, big fans, doesn't she? I mean, uh, yeah, I don't. Terra's just such a tragic. You don't think so? No, I, th I think it's going to go so heavily to one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is about what I expected. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, James, I think you might be underestimating the power of Yuna here. Yuna yeah, is, maybe. Yuna is big, big time. Yeah. People die. And Yuna well, dances. I'm going to throw my pity vote in for Terra, just so she's got it. <laughs> I realized that Rabo, I read it as Yuna dances. Rabo typed, people die and Yuna advances. <laughs> when will she stop dancing? Right now, 21 to 10. I think, as I said, I really think Vivi and Yuna are our favorites to, to win it all in this tournament. Uh, Yuna is often number one in Japan, I believe. Often in mm -hmm. the entire, like huge polls. I'm talking about tens of thousands of people voting in Famitsu and things like that. Yuna comes off number one, number two, very often. Um, mm. And uh, in America as well, it just, people really connect with that character. You know, I think what what um, Dobeard said was to be fair, Yuna and Tara. There's no wrong answer there, in my opinion. I think mm -hmm. I don't know too much about Tara. I really just know that she's a strong female protagonist, um, which, yeah. as is Yuna, and it's really hard when you pit two characters up against one another that have such similarities in that character development. It's yeah. hard. It really comes down to which one did you play or which one did you. Which, which game was more precious to you. It's very hard. Yeah, but Yuna does take it. 22 to 12, Yuna moves on to round number 
Or Terra died and Yuna advanced. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Wow. All right. Next up we have battle number six, it looks like. Yes. Battle number six. We have Sadolphus Telamon versus Sabin Figaro. Ooh. This yeah, could be versus old. This oh, could be interesting. I actually maybe. don't know how this is going to play. Yeah, I think, no, I no. think I'm not. I'm not surprised by it. I mean, I, I I like I like Saban as a as a character, um, but no, I I think uh, Sid's going to run away with this. Interesting. Lightning I actually thought I thought Saban was going to perform better than this. I actually, I'm surprised. He's. I mean, until Sid suplexes a train. <laughs> 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 you know. Huh. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty surprised right now. I really thought it was gonna be a lot closer than that. Yeah, I thought it'd be closer, especially with uh, a lot of people haven't played sixteen. And six is a fan favorite. Six is without a doubt fan favorite. Yeah, Um, but I guess the Dolphins made an impact. Made an impact on a lot of people. Saban in six. I mean, he's he's a good character to control. He's a good character to have in your party. But story wise, I mean, he has a few elements here and there, but he's not that integral um, to what's what's going on in the plot um yeah you know uh it's it's perfectly you're, you're perfectly able to play quite a lot of six without touching saving um other than the plot points he is in mm-hmm. so yeah i'm not too surprised doing um, a 100 story run of six this time i did encounter some scenes i didn't get the first time that i thought were really great like the like the the coin flip actually mm-hmm. um between edgar and Sabin. i didn't get that in my first playthrough um so things like that uh I'm 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 appreciating the brotherhood of of the two characters more this time, and I'm getting a little bit more out of Sabin. But it, it really what it comes down to me is I thought that there weren't enough people that had played 16, and um, and like I said, Sid. As much as I, I love the character and I love his design and all that, um, I just I wish he had more, you know, more to do in in 16. You know, I think that's the, that's just the general theme of 16. They've got so many good characters that um, you just wish you saw more of some of the, I, I don't want to talk too much about different part, parts of the plot of the game, right. but there are just characters you come across in that game that you just think, Oh, I wish I saw more of this person. Um, and they're just kind you of in and out. Emotionally developed mm. or emotionally um, connected to something. And, yeah. and then you just want more. Aerith Gingsborough versus Arin. I think Arin's going to take this mm. for sure. But, it's an interesting matchup, though. Yeah, it's very different characters, but I think uh, I think Arn takes this one. Arn, uh, I remember one one of our previous tournaments. Arn, Arn went to like top three, I want to say. Um, so I'm not too surprised. I think I think he did. Yeah, when Drew and I did a marathon, a 48 hour marathon stream, and we did something similar to this, and Arn did get yeah. really far. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna lie; it saddens me slightly in terms of the characters, um, because. Personally, Aerith is by far a better character in terms she has of overall. But more impact, I, we'll I, say. Yeah, I, but I fully understand why people like Oron so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're wrong for liking at all. I just, in my opinion, feel that Aerith is a much, much, much better character. I'll give Aerith a vote. <laughs> of course you will. That was your very first love. If I, if I had to choose between these two characters, I would pick Aerith. As much as I love Aaron, I would pick Aerith on, on this one. I um I, I really it's interesting when uh Edda Beard said I really thought Aerith was gonna be top three. I did too, until I realized like I looked at these brackets beforehand, and as you narrow them down and narrow them down, 
we are at this point choosing from the best of the best, right? Yeah. It's hard. It's going to be hard. We saw this a lot in the in the tournament discussion on Discord that a lot of people really overestimate the love for Final Fantasy VII. Like everybody tries, like, oh, it's going to be Cloud Tifa and like Aerith at the end. I was like, mm -hmm. you are, no, you were not right at all. Like, it's mm -hmm. it's probably going to be maybe them and also maybe Yuna, Vivi, Auron. You're and characters at Yuna, like Auron. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people really overestimate the love that Seven has over, like, other entries or something like that. It's it's just not the case. It's just interesting, I don't want to say, and just to not spoil things, but Auron winning here, it's interesting that Auron is kind of responsible for how the game starts, and Aerith is responsible for how the game ends. Mm. 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 Can't talk about it, but <laughs> she, mm. <laughs> interesting. She's, mm. she's also quite heavily responsible for the start, though, as well. Mm -hmm. Auron moves on to round number four, taking out Aerith. Battle number eight of round three. We have Titus versus Beatrix. <laughs> I think I know where this one's going to go based yeah, off the previous battle. It's going to be clear. You, you got to stop calling her Beatrix. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, hold on a this, is actually, this is actually much closer. Okay. Sorry, against, is, no, is, there we go. We got a battle is going here. Is Mommy going to lose? <gasps> I miss. Yeah. I misclicked on my vote. Okay, I will we can, reveal we can take that it, into account. Okay. I will All reveal right. it later if that happens to be a factor. Okay. So this is, this is more in line Grim. with what I was actually thinking. Okay. There's actually not a Grim point. Salad, you retract your vote, lady. You are a nine speedrunner. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, when Easley gets mad at me, he says, Ride the damn shoe puff. Is it now Grim the damn salad? <laughs> Grim not so salad. Star Popping. player of the Xander Canabes. <laughs> it looks like Beatrix is probably going to win this. Yeah, there's there's already 32 yeah. votes. I, we haven't really had much more than that in any of the battles. So I think I think Beatrix has got this one. Man, Beatrix is really really performing well in this tournament. Hmm. This this could be interesting at the end. Shoot. Hmm. Can we ask who you misclicked? I should I say it now or wait until the vote is done? I think you can tell us now, honestly. Okay, I meant to vote for Titus, and I voted for Beatrix. Okay, so it's see, actually see, sixteen eighteen. So it's, it's actually right sixteen eighteen. <laughs> okay. Also, sorry for ads for those of you who are not subbed. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna matter. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I tried to vote for for Titus. Sixteen nineteen. Yeah, not gonna matter. Sixteen nineteen. Okay, that's yeah. I'll put it in the right way though. Sixteen to nineteen. Beatrix wins. Yeah, that that Beatrix Oren matchup is going to be an interesting. Oh wow, that is going to be yeah. interesting. Damn, we're getting into some crazy stuff now. <laughs> oh no, this next one, you guys, are you ready the, for the this? Next two are horrible. Are you ready yeah, for this? This is uh, if, if people are still in ads, are they able to vote? Uh, yeah, we can, we can, can wait. Vote. They can still vote. Are you, you sure? Can, you can still vote when you're in ads because you can still interact with chat when you're in ads. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Okay. Okay, here we go, you guys. Round number five, <laughs> the semifinals. Durak said he doesn't know if he can. Oh, sorry. No, this is to decide the semifinals. This is round number four. Sorry. Round number four to decide the semifinals. Battle number anyway. one of round four. We have Cloud Strife versus Tifa Lockhart. <sighs> 
This is a, a tough one, in, in my opinion. Yeah, this is so. tough. I don't think it's gonna. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised though. I don't think it's gonna be close, actually. I I agree with Grimm's comment. Cloud would be nothing without Tifa. I I actually fundamentally, in terms of OG specifically, Cloud would be nothing without her. She is oh, such 100%. a phenomenally supporting Ooh. character. Yep. There, I mean, that is literally the story. Like, I, I'm not going to go into specifics here, but there's no, I don't think there's even any denying that. Like, Cloud would fall apart if it was, if it's not for Tifa. I really feel like I should have worn mm -hmm. my Tifa purple dress for this. I have it upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, you got time. Go get changed. <laughs> I have, I have a light, a light purple dress on, but I should have, I should have put her dark purple one on. I feel bad for Cloud, though, so I'm voting for Cloud. <laughs> Pity vote. <laughs> I voted for Cloud and not a pity vote. Well, in every it's uh, in every me. version of Final Fantasy VII, I prefer Tifa over Cloud personally. Here's the thing: Advent when it comes to and... no, 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 you go, you go, you go. I was gonna say if it was Cloud versus Aerith, I would vote Aerith. But Cloud versus Tifa, it's a toss-up. It's a it's a coin flip in my head. Hmm. Uh, it's been requested that Drew, you're upstairs. You should probably go put on your Tifa cosplay. <laughs> you got it. You got it. What about you, James? You haven't really uh, spoken to this one. I'm, 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 I was, I was trying to still decide. I really don't know. I'm, I'm really on the fence on this one. Um, you know, Cloud's got that whole. We were talking about his character development earlier and the kind of mental struggles he goes through. And yeah, Tifa brings him out of that, but it's, it's his story. It's kind of his journey and and what he goes through. And a, a lot of people identify with that. And then you're right with Tifa as well, especially in Advent Children. She kind of takes on that maternal role. Mm -hmm. um, she's she's kind of the one who cares about the group. It's uh, it's, it's a really tough one. I, I couldn't decide. I didn't vote. Um, oh, so <laughs> I'm glad it came out quite thoroughly. Yeah, way. it wasn't that close, honestly. <laughs> 11 to 20, Tifa wins. So let's move on to battle number two. We have Vivi versus Zidane. Once again, it's seven characters and now nine characters. Yeah. Um, I have I have Vivi I versus Zidane right behind me. Yeah, you do. I will, I will say that without Vivi, Garnet would not get the strength she needs. Zidane would not make the changes he needs. Steiner would not make the changes he needs. Yeah. Um, Ico Vivi's would not make the, the changes she needs. Mm -hmm. Vivi is the glue for the game in terms of my opinion on that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is a tough one. I love Zidane so much. He's really one of my favorite MCs, but it's Vivi. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Zidane's great and everything, but compared to Vivi, I mean, his his story's just so. Um, again, I'm I, I I've got to choose my words carefully because I don't want to say any spoilers, but it's just um, his arc is just above and beyond. Um, one of the best what the others go through yeah and and, and easily right as well he's just the catalyst for all the stuff that happens to every party member in the game um it's gonna be if the remake nine remake is true that is that is a tough one to get 100 percent right right because mm -hmm. he's a he's a what a 10 year old boy um he's nine he's nine, nine. sorry nine year old boy like you gotta you gotta capture that but also he's He's a nine-year-old boy dealing with an existential crisis. Like yeah. <laughs> that's a tough, that's a tough thing to nail in voice acting. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting if they, if they do voice acting. Uh, that's that's another I question, I guess. In chat, Grim Salad is saying Zidane is important to each of the characters as well, and I agree. And I think without uh, spoiling anything, yep. that you know, towards towards the end, what's really really addressed is what Zidane taught all of us. Mm -hmm. You know. It's it is definitely a combination of the two. 
Um, I just feel that Vivi catalyzes Zidane to make those changes, which in turn catalyzes everyone else. Um, but I, I agree. Both characters are very, very important to the game in itself. Uh, this should be an easy one, I think. I, I don't imagine Yuna's going to have any trouble beating Sidolphus on this one. I'm honestly surprised Sidolphus made it this far. Um, there's just... I'm not even going to like hide who I'm voting for here. It's Yuna. I mean, Yuna has so much more development than Sidolphus mm -hmm. does. I mean... Not to mention she has another entire game dedicated to her, so... Um, Are you just biased against Sid because you look like him? <laughs> if anything, I, I like Sid for that reason. It's like the only time in all of Final Fantasy that there's been a character that I'm like, oh my god, I look like that character. That's the only time I've ever felt that way. Um, so I actually love Sid for that, but but no, it's 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 Yuna. It's gotta be Yuna. We're all we're all trying to get Drew the Sid cosplay, in case nobody knows about this yet. Um I would die very happy if I ever got to see him full on dressed out, decked out as Sid. Do it. <laughs> I don't want you to die. No, I'm saying, but if I did, and I did before you cosplayed Sid, I would die a very sad woman. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for the next battle at this point. About Yuna dancing, but I felt it hit home too hard. Hmm. Sid dies and Yuna advances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I'll say it. Looks like it's going to be Yuna for sure. 25 to 8 right now. Uh, James, what do you think? Is, is it Yuna for you? No, I mean, I went with... Oh, you mean for the next round? No, for against the Dolphins. For oh, against, I, no, I voted Sid. Did you? I, I, I really rate Sid as a character. I thought he was, uh, he was really good in 16, I think. Um... I mean, maybe a lot of it is just the cool factor. I don't know, but yeah, I, cool. I, I, I do like Sid as a character, and I think, um, uh, you know, even just the way he speaks, uh, he's from uh, the north of England. So a lot of people I know in my my own family and a lot of my friends, they speak a lot like, and they they have the kind of similar accent. So I don't know. Uh, there's got a lot of time for Sid. I do love his voice. There's no there's no denying that man. That that's a great voice he's got. Aaron versus Beatrix. I, here, I don't know. This is a toughie. Beatrix is really cool. She's got that cool factor, but Arn's got the cool factor too. And then when you kind of cancel those two out, Arn's got a lot more going on than Beatrix does, right? It's kind of getting even. <laughs> I don't know. Beatrix, Beatrix I, she. Go ahead, James. Well, she has that line, doesn't she? She talks about when she first meets the party and she's like, you know, I took out a thousand knights single handedly. You know, she's just a proficient fighter. Yeah. She's got an epic theme. She's got a story arc all of her own, even though she's like not one of the main characters. Um, uh, yeah, I think there's a reason she's really well liked. Oh, uh, I agree with you. There's a mod where you can play as her. That's how much people like yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned her music theme. Oren has a banging music theme too. Um, James, um, which theme, if you had to pick, not yeah, not kind of characters at all, which theme is more no, of a Beatrix. Box for you? I, I think Beatrix Rose is Rose theme. Of yeah. Okay. Rose is a May for sure. But you mean the Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a goodie, especially when they make it a more like action version of it. Right. And also, also the theme, just when you fight her, you know, it's just so gloomy and um, you just feel like, oh, yeah, we're, we're not in for a good time here. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's do, such a good do, fight. Do. Yeah, that do, do, do. yeah, I can play that. I can play that on the piano. I just figured it out the other day. <laughs> I just realized that 
Drew showed a clip of Steiner hitting Beatrix for 1575 or 1675. I was like, you could have at least had him hitting a good damage roll. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I was a little bit strapped trying to find clips for Beatrix, if I'm being honest. I didn't want to get the, think... the, the clip late in the game, if you know what I mean. Uh, right, I didn't yeah, want to get that yeah. one. So I was like, God, what am I supposed to grab for Beatrix? I didn't know what to grab. I uh, think but in anyway. this vote, I think Oren's, Oren's story completion played a big factor in this, whereas like Beatrix's yeah. story could have been yeah. elongated had she had more time in the game. Well, let's yeah. hope in Remake we yeah. get even more Beatrix. And if I'm being honest, I do think they should address her war crimes a little bit better, if I'm being honest with you. I, <laughs> Not I just do... like, oh, it's okay. I forget yeah. you. You're fine. I mean, she yeah. does commit some atrocities. Um, maybe we should address that a little bit. She, she, genocide. Genocide is... People. Yeah. yeah. You know, at least like if we're going with like seven, Reno and Rude, I do feel like it's talked about, right? It, it's discussed why they're doing it. The, the the emotional toll takes on them like you get a little bit of that in seven but i feel like beatrix you don't really you don't really get that very much well i mean she's the general of an army it makes a perfect sense to me why she kills so many people mm -hmm. she's she's doing it for her nation yes the why i think i can agree with you like i can i can agree with the the why of it all and she's Bernstein killed so many people her, her morals don't exactly come into it anymore mm-hmm hmm. It's implied she did reparations to Alexandria, but uh, nowhere else. <laughs> Grim, at least, at least she did reparations for Alexandria. At least, there's that. All right, that is round number four wrapped up. We're getting into the big ones now. Semifinals. We're in the semifinals, you guys. We got uh, we got two battles here in round number five for the semifinals. First up, we have. Tifa Lockhart. I spelled Lockhart wrong. Shit. Um, I spelled it in the uh, in the in the uh, bracket. Tifa Lockhart versus VV Ornatier. How do you say that? Or do you say Ornatier or Ornatier or what do you guys say? Ornatier, I'd say. Ornatier. Yeah, Ornatier is to me as well. I like what Floral Reverie. Close. Yeah. I like what Floral Reverie says in the chat. There, I feel like Tifa would help VV if they were in the same world. Oh um, yeah. It's probably right. I and vice versa. Yeah. This mm. is very surprising, actually. This is closer than I thought it would be. Closer than I thought it would be. I haven't voted yet, actually. Neither am I. I'm going to hold off my vote to the I'm end. I'm holding off as well. I'm a little surprised. I have already voted. I've For each one of these, I've voted as soon as the poll comes up, usually before the, the votes go. So I, I kind of like to see where it goes a little bit first. Feeling it out. I, I normally <laughs> vote, but if they, if they uh, even after the first like 20 seconds, I tend to wait. Um, What's great about this one, too, is you can see that the votes are very slowly coming in. So, you know, the chat is also like, struggling. Ooh, I don't know. <clears throat> I love that. It's great to see. It's only that's what the thing is, and we said that this was only going to get harder. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to make any comments to either. I don't want to swing the vote I, either which way I at the either. minute. I don't want to say anything. But uh, yes, Misty Ped. <laughs> <laughs> the the chief of Lockhart is a Misty Ped, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it looks like Vivi came through at the end. And we still have a few minutes left. Keep yeah, we, this is a three minute battle here. So let's talk yeah. a little bit here about why, why do we think Tifa performed so well here against Vivi? Because I think we're I think this, I think Vivi, I was expecting to do even better than this against Tifa. What do you guys think? Were you surprised at all by this so far? I'm surprised how close, but in remake, 
Tifa's character is so phenomenally well done. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have played Remake a lot more recently and a lot more thoroughly than they played OG. Mm. So maybe that's why. Right. I mean, if 9 Remake had already come out, this might be a completely different battle, right? Like it might be a landslide victory for VV. It all depends on how well they realize VV in a remake. Tifa, I would agree. They did a fantastic job realizing Tifa in in remake. And we do That's have it. rebirth trailer today, literally. We we have remake recently. So there might be a little bit of recency bias there for Tifa. That's what Keeper also said in chat um that the Tifa's character in remake has so much more depth and it was she was way better written. Cause in, in her OG in OG seven, she really was boob mom. She was maternal. She Maybe a little too much. I would not call her boobs. I don't know. There's a few cutscenes in that game where she definitely is. Um... She definitely has the boobs, <laughs> but I want to just narrow it down to literally boob mom. Like that, I think that's a little bit of a disservice to her. They didn't. I'm I... just saying they they further they further developed who she really is in remake. Yeah, I, I do want to say that. It says a lot when every single Final Fantasy IX speedrun that's either in chat or on this panel voted for Tifa. Wait, am I? I'm backwards here. I, mm. It's 15 what to it, 19 VV. What was that, Easley? Yeah. I'm sorry. All of the nine speedrunners that I've seen in chat and myself voted for Tifa. I saw. Which I saw is kind Grim. of funny. Mm. Interest them. I, I voted for VV. I didn't what? vote, actually, but I would have voted for VV. I voted for Vivi, but easily. What made you vote for Tifa over Vivi then? As a, um, as a nine speed runner. So, yes, I do believe that Vivi is quite possibly the best character in nine. Um, I actually feel Kudra's better, but that's me personally. Um, but the Tifa's character in general has such a phenomenally supportive role, and she actually plays such an integral part in seven in a very subtle way that until later when it's more prominent yeah. but in my eyes if she were not in that game we wouldn't even have the game mm. whereas you can you can take out vivian yes you would you, you wouldn't have you would still have the game they're still going to do the exact same start to the game even without vivi may not go to the same degree but it would still happen whereas seven would not well, as of right now, Final Fantasy VII no longer has any any uh, possibility at being number one. It is now nine in the final round, Tifa in the bronze match. So seven can still get a winner in the bronze. Mm -hmm. But let's finish off the semifinals here. We have Yuna versus Aaron. Another 10 versus 10, 10 match because we yep. had Aaron versus Riku earlier. Yep. What do you guys think? Shoop, let's go to you first. You're the uh, the diehard Final Fantasy X fan here. Yuna <laughs> versus Aaron. I love them both for completely different reasons. Um, Yuna has this way about her. She's very, very humble, right? She knows that quite literally the world relies on her. Um, the entire weight is, is on her shoulders, right? Mm -hmm. And whereas Oren has already gone down the journey that Yuna is about to go on, he already knows how things end or could possibly end. And Oren 
has all of this knowledge of, of Yuna's journey and what it's going to look like, but he wants her journey to look differently than the journey that he went on. Right. Um, they're both very strong characters for very different reasons. Oren's story has already concluded and it didn't conclude the way he wanted it to. Whereas Yuna's, she is prepared throughout her entire journey for it to end exactly how Oren's did, if you will, just from the summoner standpoint rather than the guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, Oren is determined, if we're talking about the start of the story, Oren is determined to change the story. Yuna is determined to do whatever she can selflessly to just save everybody else. She's not worried about her st- how her story ends. She's worried more so about giving other people the chance to live. But um, I don't want to speak on who I voted for. I already voted. Mm-hmm. I it got close for a second there. Yeah. I thought, I thought we were going to get something like a tie here. I haven't voted mm-hmm. yet, actually. Um, easily. What do you think? I think that in terms of characters through 10, um, I think Yuna kind of takes it. Um, Oran kind of starts things going and obviously this story wouldn't actually happen without him um, because he's the one, he's the reason why Titus gets into that mm-hmm. place but um, this the game is about Yuna's, Yuna's story it's, yeah. and, and we follow Yuna, well we follow through Titus' eyes but we're, we're essentially seeing Yuna's journey and I feel like her development through the game to the fact that she had a sequel after it is testament to how well she was written. Yeah, I think for me, Aaron has better moments. Like there's like really high highs for Aaron. Some of his moments specifically um, late in the game um, when it comes to giving him his backstory, I think are without a doubt some of the very, very best moments of the game. But if we're talking about as a whole, I think that Yuna's pilgrimage, her story, her arc, um, that is more important to Final Fantasy X as a whole. And I would argue, you know, you got the whole T to, I'm sorry, but this is my story. I always kind of like look at that moment. I'm like, is it though? Because uh, (laughs) it's arguable. I think think it's really arguable actually in X whose story it really is. I was going to mention that, you know, there's a scene in X where he says something along the lines of like that, or he's making his protagonist speech and Yuna stops him. And she says, you keep saying it's your story, but it's my story too, you know? Yeah. And, and it really is. Yep. Yuna takes it 22 to 17, but James, I don't feel like we heard enough from you there. Are you, do you agree with that vote? I mean, I voted Oren. Okay. So, um, but I, I do, I mean, a lot of the points you made were really good. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. Oren has some of the kind of epic highs and, you know, he's got some of the good speeches uh, in there and he's one of the motivating factors, you know, he's Yuna's dad's guardian. He's come from like that background and he's already got that kind of respect and prestige before, you know, he's even a member of the party. Um, And Yuna, on the other hand, she gets all of the kind of the beautiful moments, you know, she gets the, the dancing scene. She gets the tragic scene. She's the one who's making the big sacrifice. And as you say, you're following her journey through the world um so yeah it's kind of weighing up those two things together for me i think oren would would edge it again but i can totally see why people would say you know um in a way i'm i'm almost a little disappointed that this for the most part has gone exactly how i thought it would go (laughs) 
you know, like I was kind of hoping for some crazy upsets or something, but I, I kind of thought it would be Vivi versus Yoon in the end. I was pretty sure of it. I yeah. think so. Drew, Drew did um, a poll throughout his discord. It wasn't, it was a, it was a Google doc vote thing of who you think the top three would be. And Yuna and Vivi were both voted for to be in top three throughout almost every single person who did their prediction. Mm -hmm. Almost every single yeah. person put it. Vivi Yuna was, we'll, we'll talk about it later. I haven't looked at it in a while, but as mm -hmm. far as just being in the top three uh, of the people that answered the survey, Vivi had the, the most votes followed by Yuna. So I'm not, I'm not too surprised. What is the biggest upset in the tourney in your opinion? We'll get to that in the Moogle mailbox. But right now mm -hmm. we do have... This is at the finals, and we can take as long as we need on this. If you guys feel like we need more time, we'll take it. Do we the do the bronze match dead. first? Um, we could. We want to do the bronze match okay. first. Yeah, I think so. Okay, mm -hmm. let's do bronze. Yeah, save the final for last year. All yeah. right. Lauren's dead, and Yuna keeps dancing. Lauren cards <laughs> versus. When will she stop dancing? <laughs> versus Armin. I'm not crazy, right? Heart is spelled H-E-A-R-T. It's Squall that doesn't have the E, right? In Lionheart? Yeah. But Tifa has the H-E-A-R-T, the right? Well, now She's you've got me thinking about... She's H-A-R-T. Yeah, okay. She doesn't have the E. The only one that has the E is Renoa. It's Heartily yes. with yes. an E. Yes, okay. Yes. It's okay, it is, it is Heart, it is with heart an a, without it. And it's Leon Heart without as well. I hope Final Fantasy 17 ends up. I'm seeing a lot of opposing part. answers in chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys are just confusing me more. No, Hold on. Lion Lionheart is his weapon, Violet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. All right, it's, I'm gonna yeah, go without the without e. the e in both cases. I'm gonna go without the e. All right, let's do this. <laughs> All right, bronze battle, you guys. We have Tifa Lockhart versus. Orin. Imagine if uh, Squall had gotten to the bronze match and we would have had a Lockhart versus Leonhart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you for the raid. Welcome in Raiders. We are voting on the bronze battle right now. Tifa Lockhart versus Orin for best <laughs> Final Fantasy protagonist. Okay, right now Orin's in the lead. Hmm, interesting. Think this, uh, think this puts the question the seven love, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is surprising. Um, I mean, I, th I think out of these two, I think, you know, Tifa's got the, the combat ability. She's got some of the, you know, we were talking about some of Orin's highs earlier, but Tifa's got equally um, some highs, particularly in some of the new media um, that she's been in. Um, yeah, I'm surprised Orin's pulling ahead on this one. Mm. I am too, actually. I thought, I honestly thought it would be like a big old runaway with Tifa. Was it 15 to 18 right now? I haven't Orin's voted. a lot more love than uh, I, I voted than already. Believed. Hmm. Might have to end this poll early. Mm, I don't know. Let's we see. did just have some Raiders come in. So you guys feel free yeah, to Yeah, Raiders, get your votes in, please. Please. Bronze battle right here. I don't know. Yeah. I think, personally, I think I would vote for Tifa on this one. I think. Have the three of you voted? I I, I have not. I, have not. I, I, I voted. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm still a little I'm thinking, kind of feeling myself it's, out it's, here. It's starting to even out. Yeah, it's getting close. Yeah, if I do vote, it's gonna it's very very close. Bring it a lot closer. 
Um, yeah, I figured. I, I figured your vote um, before that went. To be fair, people voting for their bracket predictions, maybe, maybe. But I think a lot of people didn't predict what they thought the final would be. They predicted what they wanted the final to be. I feel like. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if it was a miscommunication or if they just voted how they wanted to vote. But it was, it was supposed to be predict who you think you will win, not who do you want to win. Floral says, this is for. <laughs> here's the thing, Tifa's theme, but also here's the thing, Orange's theme. They're both awesome. Mm. Awesome. So I would agree. I think uh, Tifa's I'm, theme is better, but. I'm unsurprised Wait. with any of the top four. If you had asked me at the start who the top four were going to be, those four names would have been who I said. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think Tifa and Cloud was like, I was like, ooh, I wonder if it'll be Tifa or Cloud in the bronze. I, I pretty much was sure it would be Viva, Vivi versus Yuna for the final, but I thought it, it might be Cloud versus Aaron for the bronze. The uh, two out of the three people that I predicted are in the final. The person who I predicted that would make it to the final didn't get anywhere close to it, surprisingly. And it was Aerith. I thought Aerith mm -hmm. would have made it to to at least the bronze match, and she didn't. Yeah, Aerith has a lot of haters. Weirdly, that's strange. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she does. I would have liked to see a good old fashioned Tifa versus Aerith, and we didn't get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to make this a little more interesting. I'm going to vote for Tifa. Nineteen to twenty-one. Everybody else vote yet? I think we have. It's just uh, the last little bit in chat. If anyone else is left to vote. Okay. Get your votes in now, people. Stop pitting women against each other. Rabo, I don't. <laughs> but it would have been the stereotypical pit, right? Like, of all Final Fantasy and this entire community of games, what is the stereotypical which woman is better? It's Aerith versus Tifa every yeah. time. And Tifa but always wins. Always. Uh, that's only because it's always on your channel and people know. No, I've Aerith. never <laughs> once in my life ever seen a poll where Aerith beats Tifa. Mm -hmm. Never hmm. once. Interesting. Aerith has always been my choice, but I've never seen a poll where Tifa wins Shockingly, or where Aerith wins. Aerith's behind me as well. <laughs> I, I've got Tifa behind me uh, over here somewhere. Oh. So. <laughs> I'm, about pretty sure, this is I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Drew Drew has both. I got him Aerith in the red dress for Christmas. I do not I have Tifa. Tifa. You, you, well, you have her miniature. I have a miniature of everybody, yeah, but I don't have yeah. uh, any of like the action figures of Tifa. I only have Aerith. Drew, you. That's a very close vote. Yeah. yeah, it all takes is one more vote, and there's still like a good 15 seconds left to tie this up. I. I want it to be a tie so bad. Well, then it's going <laughs> to come down to us. I don't know if I want yeah. that or not. Yeah. I mean, wow. these are two very, very well liked characters, aren't they? Oh, oh there it is. There it is. It's oh. right somebody waited. I feel like somebody waited. Oren took it. Oren took it. No. Oren took it. voted for Oren. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Oren. Sneaked it in at the end. I was very close. Uh, which one of you did that? Which one of you did that? Out of curiosity, who did you three vote for? I voted for Tifa. I voted, I voted for, for Tifa. Tifa as well. I voted for Tifa. And I voted for Tifa. Whoa, jeez. Wow. Damn. So if it was wow. tied, it would have went to Tifa. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. But Aaron takes it. Aaron is the bronze battle winner. 21 to 22 Tifa to Aaron. Damn. Victory! Victory! <laughs> oh, oh, what, what just happened? 
I didn't, I didn't, wait, hold on a sec, what did it do? Let me, let me come back. Rigged. Exit it out, <laughs> hold on, let me isolate this. Top 32. Chief said the crystal bearers have been defeated. <laughs> yeah, guess so. Let's go chat. All right, let me uh, update my, my stuff here real quick on the side so we can get our final battle going. It will be Vivi Ornatier versus Speaking Yuri. of experience, guys, if you haven't put your experience into any of the three of the Crystal Bearers, please uh, consider doing so. It helps us level up, and who knows what will happen with our levels in future. This is like, I just want to level up. Yeah, I want to be strong. All right, you guys, the final battle. This determines the greatest Final Fantasy protagonist of all time. This community's favorite of all time. This legacy series spanning 30 plus years, 35 years to be exact. We're in the 35th anniversary. So many amazing characters. And you guys have narrowed it down to Vivi versus Yuna. Mm -hmm. Great. So Black mage this, this versus so white mage. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is so hard. These are my my two favorite characters of all of the Final Fantasies that I have played so far from both of my favorite games of all time. It's hard. It's really, really hard. I did cast my vote. I don't know if the three of you have, but I did. I think um, I know who I have voted for. But yeah. I haven't voted yet. I haven't voted. I want to see how this plays out a little bit. Let's go to chat here. Um, James, Yuna is a summoner. Eh, argue. I think yeah. one summoner. It's both. Right? <laughs> it's both. A little bit of both. If you vote for Vivi, you're a bad man. You're a bad man. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> you can take Yuna down the Black Mage track and turn her into one hell of a Black Mage. Um, can. A better Black Mage than Hulu, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really, really strong. Um, so that so is fair. It's interesting that Violet kind of said the same thing, that Yuna's more useful as a Black Mage than as a White mm. Mage. Yuna has a higher magic stat, whereas Lulu has a higher natural magic defense stat. Mm -hmm. But if you do what I do, then they all end up with 255 at the end anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not too right. Yeah. It's quicker to just send her down the physical attack route and she just melees for 99,999. There you There's go. There's always something sat satisfying about either either Yuna or Lulu <laughs> when they start so physically <laughs> attacking. Yeah. <laughs> Timari is better than Lulu. I agree. That's actually true on her stats. That is genuinely true. Kimari has better stat scaling than Lulu. Elias Man as a character. Except for his evasion. Her evasion Except is a lot of Except for evasion, yes. Here. Yeah. If I love Vivi that we're talking about everything. here, I quit, says Dapper. There's a, there, we're gonna get we're gonna get a lost follow, you guys. <laughs> I'm I'm actually very shocked that that Lulu has worse evasion has better evasion. Like that that seems canonically wrong, but we accept it. I was really useful. Uh, you know that fight um, just before you go to Macalania and the Albeds and like down this machine thing it has a big mm -hmm. machine gun on it. Really, really useful in that fight because she's has got that reflexibility. She can raise the entire party's um, evasion. Yep. Um, so for some of that stuff, she's quite useful. Uh, some of those kind of tactical abilities, but. How many people do you think are know. waiting right now for like the last five seconds to vote? Oh, I'm sure plenty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how, just seriously, how many of us have voted so far? Is it just Shoop? I, I voted. I have not. Okay, I have, I have not voted either. All right, and we're and oh, the, we're are down. The two of you going to be part of the last? Uh, Rose is waiting. Yeah, Vivi. Waiting. Vivi's down two right now. Yep, it's interesting. 
Very interesting. It's very close. <laughs> oh, oh down one. Down for, one. For this, yeah, for me, this one was quite clear. Um, so I, that's why I'm kind of not talking about it because I don't want to give it away yet. But yeah, I, um, I have no idea was, where you would have gone on this one, James. Oh, it's even. Yeah, it's even right now. 50 50, you guys. This is going to have the most votes in the tournament, I think, this battle, which makes sense. That's what it should be. I oh. think either way, oh, either way, anyone votes. Oh, wow. You only just got two votes. She just jumped ahead. So, yeah. 20 to 18. I think either way, either of us vote. I think it's it's going to be like, oh, wow, you voted for that person. I thought you voted, thought we we're going to vote for this one. Or, oh, I thought you liked this one more. Or what about this part in this game? You know, like either way, yeah. like I said, these are both top tier characters. Like mm -hmm. they're both, they both define the stories of their respective games. Kappa, I actually love that line. I actually do. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not seeing an option for Lulu. My stream is bugged. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Man, another another 30 seconds, it looks like. Yuna it's in the very, lead. Very, very close. Up two over Vivi. This is your last chance, you guys. Get it's your votes close. in in these last 15 seconds of the battle. Anyone have any unit emotes? I do not. That's come so close. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Oh, oh my. Oh. You told everyone is. Uh, oh, there we go. It's, she's pulling ahead again. Oh, everybody waited. Everybody oh. waited. Oh, come oh. on. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <Yuna> takes it. <laughs> oh, man. That was to the wire. Down to the wire. <sighs> you see now why I have a Vivi crying emote, right? Whoa. People dying in advances. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. She so never Chris, stop advancing. Crystal Bearers, it is time to reveal your votes. Easily. Vivi. Shoop. Yuna. James. Vivi. It is Vivi for me. I voted for Drew. Vivi. Hmm. I voted for Vivi. Yep. So if it was a tie, it would have went to Vivi, actually, in the end. Yep. Shoop, I messed it Shoop all up. Shoop ruined it. Shoop ruined it, you guys. All the Vivi lovers in chat, you know exactly who to blame. It's literally, <laughs> literally as simple as if Shoop voted for Vivi. This right. is a completely He's different outcome. Look, I'm going to be really honest with you guys. Some, and a lot of y'all know this, that nine is my favorite game of all time. Everybody thinks it's 10. It's not 10. Nine is my absolute favorite. I, for the last 20 years of my life, have never identified harder with another character other than Yuna. I had to vote with my heart. Here's why I voted for Vivi. And I think this might come off a little bit hot, but I don't mean it as hot as it comes off. I promise you. I love Yuna. I love her arc. I love her character. I love all that, right? I think it's so impactful. I think she's a little boring <laughs> outside of all that. Um, yep. She's a little bit too plain for me if we're really getting into it. That's why I chose Vivi over Yuna. I've also already seen Vivi win one of these tournaments. He won the one that we did for a 48 hour. And I voted for him in our 48 hour. And I remember thinking to myself, I voted for Vivi because Vivi best boy. I didn't vote with my heart when we first did that. This time I did. Mm. Okay. So for me, I mean, uh, 
I, I kind of weighed up the, the, the kind of emotional impact each of them have uh, on the story. And for me, I just feel like Vivi, you, you look at, I, again, I kind of don't want to talk about the spoilers of the games. So it's difficult to kind of put into words, but um, I think Vivi, he has a higher cost throughout the, throughout the game is how I'll put it. Um, you know, for all the talk of Yuna sacrificing and kind of working for Spear and all of that kind of stuff, I feel like it's Vivi who edges out in, in terms of, the price he pays uh, for that journey. Um, and I felt like he had the more emotional story for me. I think he's got I would the agree. most emotional range out of the two characters. Mm -hmm. um, I think he has better development personally than Yuna. Um, don't get me wrong. She, uh, she is a phenomenal character. Please mm. do not get me wrong there. Um, I just personally feel that Vivi has more impact in terms of the rest of the characters than Yuna does. I think it's easier to say that Vivi has the more emotional arc and payoff because Yuna intentionally as a character and intentionally to the story internalizes a lot mm -hmm. of the very somber tones of what the game is actually about, what her mission truly is that's hidden from us for a very long time. And that actually makes Yuna even more powerful and strong as a person, right? When you when you think about that, it's that she is going through all the things she's going through and not even acknowledging this one aspect is what makes her such an amazing character. But in the same way, it doesn't it doesn't have that payoff until the very end, or at least close to the end. Whereas Vivi, I'm able to attach with him more emotionally because from the very beginning, he's a little boy. He's 10 years old. He's wearing his heart on his sleeve. Like it's uh, it's it's so easy to feel for him in every single one of those moments because he's just a child. Um, mm -hmm. So it's very easy to become emotionally attached to that. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it's hard again without any kind of spoilers in the sense is like. Yuna, Yuna accepts what her story is, you know, might look like towards the beginning, whereas Vivi really spends the entire game analyzing his life, his life, not, not the finality, not the, the finality of it. Whereas like Yuna's like, Ooh, people die and Yuna's going to die too. Oh. So. <laughs> that, that your, that's your Yuna impersonation. Oh. <laughs> Vivi, Vivi really, oh, this is going to sound really, really morbid, but bear with me. Cause, and, and I've talked about this before, you know, um, with my brother and stuff mm -hmm. that I feel like when, when you learn that your life is finite, you really start to appreciate every day. And, and Vivi, we get to have those monologues with him, you know, where he really starts acknowledging the appreciation for each day. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that. And yeah. Yuna, Yuna, Yuna does the same thing, too, in a sense. I, I think we, we love these characters so much because they are such emotionally arced characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. We are done with the tournament, you guys. Congratulations to Yuna on her victory. Victory! 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 Uh, congratulations, Yuna, but uh, also congratulations congratulations to our silver medal earner, Vivi, and our bronze medal earner, 
Oren. Final Fantasy VII didn't even make it into the top three, you guys. Pretty shocking. That's funny because and, and I voted for Tifa. I really thought Tifa would get bronze. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was close. It was very close. Those those last two battles were down to one vote, both of them, I think, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. Both battles down to one vote. I will post yeah, yeah. the entire bracket on Discord and on Twitter after the show, you guys, for you to check out, of course. Um, but also don't forget to get on the Discord where we did a lot of the battles. You can see how they played out on the Discord at discord.gg slash Drugal. Right now, we are going to take a commercial break. Let everybody stretch their legs, get a drink, go to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff. And let us get set up for our next segment. It's one of our favorites, of course. Guys, let's uh, let's get into the Moogle mailbox. Drew has delivered some mail today, you guys. Keep in mind, by the way, that I cannot, I don't have your stream open. So when you read these out loud, I'll really have to listen. <laughs> okay, no worries. Let's reveal our first question of the night. We have 14 right now. It's a lot. Mm. First up. Sordeo Ventus, James Lee, top three Final Fantasy games and top three worst games of Final Fantasy. Go, James. Top three, uh, best and worst. Six, best, six for story, seven for gameplay, and 10, just because classic. Uh, worst, two, 13, and 10, two. There you go. That was a quick one. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> we have Sordeo Ventus again. What, in your opinion, do you think is the hardest or easiest boss in the, boss in the Final Fantasy series? Ooh. Uh, interesting. Easiest. Easiest Are we boss final, final Sephiroth fight. Yeah, seriously, um, right? Sure. You Yevon. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you Yevon is very easily to beat. I've seen people not realize the, the cheap trick of you Yevon, though. Yeah. Uh, technically, in my eyes, the easiest boss is the first fight in Final Fantasy IX because you self-sacrifice and you can't lose and it is technically a boss. That's an interesting answer. You're you're right. Or Black Quartz 3 Part 2. Can't die unless you sacrifice Scarnet. Mm. What about Just hardest? Helps. Yeah. What is the hardest boss battle in the series? We take uh, super are we, bosses? Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Are we including super bosses? I think we should. I, but yeah. are we including, like, from our personal... I happen to know of a super boss that is way harder than any of the ones that I've fought. However, I haven't played that game yet. And it's from 12. And I don't want to say what it is in case, James, you haven't heard of it or gotten uh, to it. No, no, I know 12. Yeah. Are you talking it's, about the final hunt in 12? Uh, yeah. It's not available on the original 12, to my knowledge. Uh, it's not. Oh, really? Okay. That was only for Zubia. Um, I, may, I, may I may be wrong, but I'm fairly certain that it's not in the original. Or if it is, it was harder, I want to say. Hmm. Well, I'm going to say I, the. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think that I don't think tedium fights are really hard. I think they're more of a challenge of, you know, you've got to have the stamina to kind of sit through it. Attrition, but they don't yeah. challenge you. Yeah, they don't really challenge you in terms of like, you know, I've got to react to this or I've got to plan and get ahead with my strategy. And, you know, they don't make you think in that way. It's just kind of rinse and repeat. And maybe when they get to a low amount of health, they get a bit of a boost. So you have to adapt to that. But that's pretty much it for those kind of long drawn out fights. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. I think, um, like you know, and things that fall into that category, you get penance. Uh, you get um, the the hunt that you were talking about, Shu. Um, I don't know. I I found Osma quite interesting for nine. 
Um, I think Osmo or, or even Necron are actually two of the hardest fights mm. in any Final Fantasy. As far um, as a, just a final like, mainline boss, I agree. Yeah, for Necron, I agree. In, in terms of intelligence of AI, they are very, very clever. Um, and they're not cheesable as such. Well, well Necron is, but um, like Osmo's not really cheesable, whereas like Ruby Weapon, cheesable. Um, Emerald Weapon, cheesable. Um, Years map, cheesable. Um, penance, massive stack grind planning, yeah. essentially cheesable. That's, so that's um, that's the question, right? Like penance, I would argue, might be the most difficult because it requires a ton of hours to get to a point where you can even beat penance. Mm -hmm. I have I have an argument for that though of a harder boss in ten than penance, and it's a super boss, and you have to kill them to fight penance, and it's dark anima. Dark anima, I think, is yeah, in all fairness. The hardest super boss in ten. If you can mm. beat Dark Anima, yeah. all you got to do is build your separate armor for penance and know how to count. I I agree with Shoop on that mm. one. Hundred percent, I do. As penance far as mainline, isn't difficult. It just takes time. As far as yeah. main story bosses go, I, I think I would agree. Necron is very high up there. Mm -hmm. Necron's tough. The, the number of people I've seen almost quit nine right on the last boss because they just can't beat Necron. <laughs> A lot of people, um, a lot of people I've seen, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's one. why it makes me laugh so much about the speedrun tactic for it. Final tale. What NPC or background character has made the biggest impact on you that made you never forget them? I think Beatrix is obviously the answer here, considering the tournament. Um, Sorry, I need to hear the question again. What NPC or background character has made the biggest impact on you that made you never forget them? Here's the thing, though. I, I guess Beatrix isn't NPC. You play her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say include that. I want to say blank from nine. You play as blank too, though. Oh, true, but okay, he's not a main party member. I don't know. Non-playable character though, NPC. <sighs> Dion. I think. Oh, nice. From six. I was going to go with um, Kafka from six, although he's. It's not really a background character. Nah, definitely not a background character. Here's my um, answer, but it's a little bit of a, a cheat. Zach Fair. 7 OG, you do not play as him. For the purpose and he, of OG. He barely has any anything in that game, but he is so incredibly important to, to Cloud and his arc. But you never play as him. You don't even need to see his story scene. It's an, it's an alternate scene. It's an optional scene. Mokheta in chat said Johnny in seven. That's a really good choice. Johnny's a good one. What about the the love of Zell's life that we never hear the name of? Library girl. Library girl, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is Zach Fair a cheat? Do you guys, does, do, you, do you think that's a cheat? I think so, because, uh, I mean... Again, this is one of those ones it's difficult to talk about without talking about story spoilers. And I know it's for Seven. It's been out for years, but just in case. Mm. I, I don't know if you can kind of see where I'm going with this, but I technically mean, I would say You have to play he's... Crisis Core in order to play as it. Uh, yeah, but... I have another one from Seven. I, I get what you're going after, James. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ugenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. He influences you quite significantly and you never play him he's only in at certain points technically a background but a foreground background character nonetheless 
I mean, yeah. you can say Broska eject yeah. from 10, you, you know? Could. You certainly could. I wouldn't call Jacked them background characters. Be good. They're not background yeah. characters. But they're NPCs. Yeah, yeah you know but, me. But, I'll tell you, uh, yeah. Red 13's dad. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Seto's a very good answer. I agree with that one. Oh, that part in Rebirth. I thought if that's there, yeah. oh, that's going to be heartbreaking. Yep. Oh. All right. Oh. That's a good question. Thank you. Let's move to the next one. We have Rabo. Question for Easily. What do you say to people who say uh, CSR, while efficient, isn't worth it because we don't get to see Clara? <laughs> you can see it in your mind. Um, and Wait if you second. ask me nicely, I, will I need to understand this. Okay, Wait, why so don't you see Clara? You, okay, so technically you do, right? So, you know when you see the dance scene in Clara? Yeah. That's not in CSR. Why? So after Antlion, you then skip all of that section and you get to where um, Dagger is speaking to Queen Bran because it's a non-playable section of the game and is just a break section in the speedrun. Like in the speedrun, normally in an NMS run, I go and let my dogs out or go for a pee or something during that time. I don't ever see that scene. Um, but Rabo always does the Freya dance emote during that section. <laughs> and... And he loves that section. It's like his favorite part of the game. That's crazy. And he and, and he will be waiting for it. That There's emote the in emote chat, in right chat. There. Yeah. And he does a wall of it. He loves it. Right. <laughs> in the cutscene remove mod, it is gone. Huh. You All don't right. see the end of Clara. You don't see that part of Clara. You literally just move. Wow. That's that's wild, actually. Via yeah. comes in with the question: What are we most looking forward to for rebirth? This is tough to get into without getting into spoilers. Um, what was just talked about is definitely high up there. Seto and all that in Cosmo Canyon is really high up there. But I think I would probably have to say Gold Saucer. I cannot yeah. wait to see Gold Saucer. Yeah. I have a different answer. Me too. Go ahead. And it's a part that in OG I hate doing. Really? It's calm. Ooh. I want to see that flashback. I want to see mm. the Sephiroth Cloud action. And I think they will have done a lot of justice to it, which in OG, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a recap. It's good for lore, but yeah. Here, here's the thing. It, it matters if it gets this point, but it looks like we might, based off of the scene of Tifa in the live stream, maybe we get there. But by far, my favorite sequence in Seven is piecing Cloud back together. I'll just say that. Yes. That is yeah. by far it's, my favorite it's part. It's a phenomenally good part. That is, I don't understand why people act like the twist that you know you know what i'm talking about is like the big twist of seven when it is not like the piecing of cloud back together is the twist of final fantasy 7 and it never gets talked about as the big twist mm -hmm. and i don't get it. And, it and it's built up it is genuinely built up through the game it, but it's not yeah yeah so my my answer is related to that uh, i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with zach um, given what you saw in the trailer and what we've seen so far. Um, I mean, I always used to think, you know, what would, what, how would Cloud react if he ever came face to face with him and had to have another conversation with him? Um, and we might get to see that. So it's yeah. quite, I'm quite keen to see how that plays out. Great. That's a great answer. Shoop, I know you don't have as much affinity for seven, but anything you're really excited about? 
I was also going to agree with with Gold Saucer, uh, but here's a little more specific thing. So as you guys know that there's like an attraction factor mm-hmm. based on like who you go on a date with at Gold Saucer, where it could be like, you know, Aerith or, or Tifa or Yuffie or Barrett. And we saw in Remake that there is an attraction factor, like whoever you mm-hmm. yep. um, interact with first, like if you choose to go talk to Aerith first or go talk to, you know, Tifa first. And I want to see how that attraction factor goes into the whole date thing in Rebirth. And if their dialogue will be different than the dialogue on their dates in the OG. Mm -hmm. It depends on if you're focused more on like pivotal story moment, which is like I said, the piecing of cloud or like seven remake. My favorite, most entertaining moment without a doubt is chapter nine with the wall market. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. I, I, I just, it was so much fun and I thought they did such a wonderful job adapting that for today's standards. And I think Gold Saucer is going to be Rebirth's equivalent to that. So I'm really excited to see how they handle Gold Saucer. It's going to just be, I think it's going to be obnoxious and ridiculous and fun. And and I I just can't wait for fireworks on the gondola and chocobo racing. I think it's just going to be so much fun. I can't wait for it. That's a great question, Via. Can't wait. I know, I know. (laughs) Another one from Ventus. What do you think is the proper way to play a Final Fantasy game? The proper way, um, the way that gives you the most fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that, and I'm sorry, this sounds rude. I don't think that's the best question for it because there is no real proper way to play it. Mm-hmm. That's the best yeah. thing about these games is that there are so many different ways. You can speed run it. You can mm-hmm. no sphere grid run it. You can no level it. You can completionist it. You can do whatever you want that brings your heart joy. Here's what I will say. I'm not going to lie and act like if I watch somebody play Final Fantasy eight and they're skipping all the dialogue that I'm not going to be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be like, yo, this is not the way to play Final Fantasy. Why, why just play something else at this point? But I agree with James. I do. If, if that is the way you're going to get the most fun out of it, that applies to every game in existence and really everything in media in general, like do, do what is the most fun for you. Yeah. I'm probably going to look at you and be like, what the hell? But yeah, that's what you should do. I, I remember when I was playing um, eight as part of the marathon, I started off the game and I spent, um, I spent probably, well, I say I spent about 20 minutes um, drawing magic from enemies. Um, chat was saying I spent about two hours, but I was having fun <laughs> with it. You know, they were, they were all like, come on, you got to move on. And I was like, no, I'm going to build this up and I'm going to do this. And uh, you know, I, th- I think it just does come down to, um, you know, it, it, these games can be played in so many different ways. Um, do what's do what's fun for you. I do feel like I need to clarify. I obviously was not talking about speedrunners there because that's a completely <laughs> that's that's a that's a way of playing Final Fantasy that's totally legitimate. Um, I'm talking about somebody that like, for instance, somebody's playing like their very first playthrough of Final Fantasy Nine and they're skipping all the dialogue. And it's like, I just like the battles. I'd be like, wow, that is that and, is a choice. Then, but then they get to the end of it and they're like, wait, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, that's a choice. So, yeah, I guess there are certain times where I might frown upon. I, I can recommend one way to not play it. And that is with your nose, because I had a very salty person come into my stream once who I've never seen before. who said, this game is too easy. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. Let me make it more difficult for you. And I shoved the analog stick up my nostril and proceeded to move my character <laughs> around. With, don't do that. My nose hurt for like three days. Don't do that. Adobeard asks, would you want to see a pixel remaster of the non-pixel style games? So what he's talking about here is actually a demake, as a lot of people call it. It's where you take there, there a is, more current game and turn it into pixel. There is a NES demake of seven. 
Mm-hmm, um, there is. It's quite popular. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 for me, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think, uh, I mean, the, the remakes themselves are uh, kind of an already a step beyond. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we've got. Um, and if they were going to put some effort into making uh, another pixel style Final Fantasy, I'd rather it be original. Um, I agree. See what yeah. they can do in that way. Yeah, I don't really have any desire to play a demake. If I'm being honest, I don't want. I don't want an official demake. A mod is fine, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want an official one. No. Yeah, like Ever Crisis interests me a little bit. It's not a pixel remaster. It interests me a little bit, but like, I mean, I could just play the OG. I, I don't. I don't know. It's like it. I feel like seven remake makes sense and you still have the OG, you know, that that's kind of my opinion on it. Anybody else differ? Nope. Not really. Nope. Next up. We got sweet humbags for whomever thoughts on the team attacks. So excited. So freaking excited. What about you guys? They just, they just look incredible. Do you think they're going to be just duo? Do you think there's a chance at trio? We didn't see trio, so I don't know. I don't Maybe not. It yeah. makes me wonder where the third party member is while they're doing these duos. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Intermission had our first glimpse at duo attacks. There's a little bit of that between Sonon and Yuffie. I think they're going to take it to another level in Seven Rebirth. One thing I keep talking about, I think it's I really, really hope they do this. They didn't flat out say it today. I'm going to have to really dissect the trailer, but I really hope they talked about they want to do like the best version of gambits right in seven rebirth they actually alluded to that a little bit that they want to one-up gambits mm-hmm. the way to do it would be that whenever somebody's not in your active party they have gambits but yeah. it's final fantasy 10 style where you can take people in and out of your party on the fly as long mm-hmm. as they're in your overall party and then whoever mm-hmm. goes back out to inactive party their gambits activate i think that would be so freaking cool because you can see the them in the background. Utility sometimes. of additional characters, which, in all fairness, if these guys were traveling as a party of eight, why would only three of them fight? Right. So, and they're on the field with you. We've seen sense. it. We've seen five yeah. people on the field with you in the game. Even in battle, we've seen mm-hmm. two party members in the background doing their own thing. So it kind of seems like they might be implying that we might get that. That'd be pretty freaking cool. That's like you're getting Final Fantasy 12, you're getting, cool. you're getting 10, you're getting ATB, you're getting action. It's like, really, it's, I feel like that is a great future for Final Fantasy right there, in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. it's a great hybrid, like just homogenization of, of everything. It's just really cool. And and that doesn't mean they have to use groundbreaking magic attacks, whatever, which could offset console performance. But if they're just doing something like that, Barrett could be still shooting. There's no reason why that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to crash some consoles? No, no, never. <laughs> Final Fantasy 16 did make the uh, PS5 pretty hot, though. Uh, next question. Do you think you're going to get to the weapons or just an explanation of them by Red or a Bugenhagen? Bugenhagen? Yeah, I don't I was, think we're going to get to fight them yet. No. I, I I think we're just going to get the explanation. I, th- I think what we saw, I said it earlier when we went through the trailer reaction. I, my, my thoughts are it's um, a simulation in Cosmo, what we see on the, um, uh, on the trailer, like the uh, universe thing that he shows us. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's, yeah, I think it's just, as he's talking about, you know, how the live stream works and how the planet works. And he's just talking about general planet theory. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a part of that. That's, um, that's my theory, but I think they want to build into the weapons being like a warning to the, to the team essentially. Um, because obviously they're not mentioned until they just are there. 
in OG, like until basically the the twenty minutes of them appearing, kind of thing. You don't really know about them. Um, so, I mean, I think it will be nice if we get a build up to them, and I think that's what we see. Personally, I think that's one of the weapons that we see in the water, in the live stream or water, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that is, as James said, I think that is a like a vision of future or vision of possible effects as such. Okay, next question. Coming from Adobeard. Do you want a serious or more farcical and lighthearted Final Fantasy 17? I, I want a more. I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Easily go. No, sheep, you go. Mine's just mixture. That's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Yeah, I want there to be serious themes with serious levity. Yeah. 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 I think 616 suffered from that. Yeah, we want yeah. a balance. 100%. If we're talking about in comparison to 16, I definitely want more lighthearted, <laughs> without a mm-hmm. doubt. Um, if we're talking about in comparison yeah. to 16. But if we're talking about it just in like the grand scheme of the franchise, then I feel like, honestly, before 16, all of them had a good balance for the most part. I feel like, you know, seven, eight, nine, six, you know, 10, they all had that balance of even fifth, even 15, 15 was, you know, dark in its themes, but you had the bromance, you had something, you know? Yep. Let's hope we got a long time to wait. I think anyway. So next question comes from Loketa. Alexander being shown implies later game events than what the article says in the end. Do you think this could be Bugenhagen explaining summons as part of the live stream? I think they're going to mix things up. I don't think we can really look at the original and when you get Alexander and say, okay, that means we're not getting or are getting to this point in remake. They've already implied that, like, for instance, Wutai. I really, really thought we would see Wutai in part two. We're not. We're not seeing Wutai in part two. Well, let's look at Leviathan in OG. You mm-hmm. don't get Leviathan until Wutai. Um, right. In, Good example. You don't get remake. any of the summons in Midgar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now you say that, you don't get any summons in Midgar. You're right. Yeah. And and it, I think, especially when you look at the fact that they're shown Kajata, which you do get on the way to the Forgotten Capital, um, and you see some of the other ones like Odin. Um, I think they're just throwing in a few extra ones, and I think the last part will sh- throw in the last load of extra. Hmm. Okay, next question. What is the biggest upset in the tournament, in your opinion? I don't think there were any major upsets, actually. I think the only thing that came close to a major upset was Lulu versus Era. I don't know. Celeste's not making it into the later rounds at all. Okay, yeah. So. If, we're, if, we're including, <laughs> if we're including round one that happened yeah. on Discord, yeah, I would agree. That is probably the biggest upset of the tournament. I think Ico beating, uh, beating Celeste. <laughs> I but, dare say that it, it might be the finale. You think Yuna beating Vivi? No, I think it was it, that was a fair match. It was it was a fair match, but I think I think a lot of people waited a little too long at the end, and I think people I think there were more people that wanted to vote for Vivi, but missed that ending there, like when the when the poll ended. Yeah, maybe yeah. I didn't see anybody in chat say that they were too late though. I don't think it was a wild upset by any means, but I do think that Vivi was the favored one to win. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was Vivi and and Yuna in my opinion, but yeah, I I don't know. I think it was a pretty expected outcome overall. I think all of the battles went pretty much how I thought they would go as far as the winner. Some were closer than I thought they would be and some were more spread than I thought they would be, but the outcome was about what I expected. Hmm. Yeah. 
the question is like how would it have differed in like another community right like i wonder i think have, the 14 characters would have gotten further <laughs> probably I, I think um lightning losing to sid was uh surprising yeah that was kind of surprising i agree with you there that i do agree that was pretty surprising yeah where is waka says Durak. <laughs> Waka did not deserve to be in that tournament. <laughs> That's the answer. Rotten son of a shoe puff. We have three more questions. Uh, Ventus again. What is your favorite Final Fantasy Easter egg? Mm. I like in um, in Crisis Core. There's, uh, I mean, this is back when it was on PSP only. Um, there was a specific spot that you could stand in one of the dungeons uh, where you could see Emerald Weapon. Before it launches. Ooh, um, that's cool. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, I always like trying to find that bit. Um, that's very cool. I'm I'm a big fan of musical Easter eggs. I especially like, mm. like for instance, I was playing. Uh, which one was it recently that had the desert that had Kuja's theme in it in one of the Pixel games? Was it three? Oh, four? oh. I was like, I was so shocked by it. I was like, wait a second, this is Kuja's theme. Ooh. I remember you being like, "Shoop, shoop, come listen to this." And was I was it like, five? Be like a reverse Easter egg of sorts. Then it's it. it the Easter egg is actually nine's Easter egg, right? Like nine yeah, pulled so, yeah. that theme from, which it makes sense. Nine is an Just homage to one. the entire series. So nine's okay. Easter egg is that it pulls a desert theme from five and uses it as Kuja's desert theme. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I also love that Idea was originally designed for Final Fantasy VII. I think a lot of people know that. And mm -hmm. for that reason, uh, Premonition, the first boss battle with Idea, begins with Final Fantasy VII's main theme in it. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. It's it's kind of made a little bit more eerie, but it's 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 Final Fantasy VII's theme in Idea's boss battle yep. because she was meant originally for Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Um, I have two. One is the Buster Sword being in front of Fantasy 9 mm -hmm. um, in the weapon shop. I think that's mm -hmm. really quite a cool little touch. Um, and then the other one is a recent one. Um, I basically lost my mind at the fact that the hunt icon in Final Fantasy 16 was the first hunt of Final Fantasy 12. Yeah, that's cute. I, I found that such a phenomenally nice touch. Yeah, that was cool. I like that as well. There was some there was a couple in 16 that were pretty neat. There's one mm. in 16 that easily hasn't gotten to that I'm really excited for him to get to. That was one of my favorite Easter eggs personally. Um once again musical, but uh, can we mute very I, I got it. Hey, 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 chat, please. Thank you. Um You got it already easily? Thank you, oh. easily. Thank um, you. I think I, I can't, there's so many from nine, you know, and especially since I'm kind of playing things in a backwards way, like the Joseph thing was really cool for me, but somebody who had already played four, you know, years ago, one of my favorite Easter eggs from nine was Kane's Lance. That was really, really a nice touch for mm -hmm. me as a kid, just knowing who Kane was. Mm. And, um, and then for me playing through Final Fantasy one, Mount Glug, which spelt differently. Um, having the same music as Mount Gulag in Final Fantasy Nine, Lally Ho, Rally Ho, all of Nine. Yeah. But I think, but I think with anything outside of Nine, the hunt that easily has not gotten to yet, 
was my favorite Easter egg in modern times. It was it was a really, really, it was, because it's the first time for me that I've seen nine get its own Easter egg versus the other way around where nine Easter eggs, everything else. It was cool. James, did you have any other ones? I think you've, you've touched on some of the really good ones. Um, I'm just kind of thinking through. I mean, 14 is littered with, uh, oh, with God. A, a whole bunch of Easter eggs. We um, could go on for hours. Way, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through 14 now. And, uh, you know, every so often I'm just like, oh, look, that's another one from back then. Uh, um, but, yeah, I think we've mentioned quite a lot of the good ones. The one I will not speak to directly, but I'll just say to easily, I don't know that you're going to appreciate it too much because it is an Easter egg related to the very first Final Fantasy game. But listen closely to boss battles at the end of 16. Hmm. Okay. I, I've heard a little bit of one of the final fights um, because uh, it might be new. Somebody raided into um, Kira when she was on the final fight and hmm. I was lurking in that stream already, but I wasn't, I didn't have sound on and I wasn't watching it. I just had it open and I got raided in and I obviously stayed to say hi before I muted again, but she was actually fighting the final boss. So I was I think like, it was I'm me. I think I think I'm I think the one that you. rated yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm saying hi, but I'm not staying. Mm-hmm. Question 15. If there was a true last Final Fantasy game, what would be something you think it would need to include? Ooh. Status ailments. <laughs> mm. Definitely needs that. Needs status <laughs> elements. Yeah, needs buffs and debuffs and all that kind of stuff. But uh in seriousness. If it repeat the question, I just want to hear how it's worded. If there again. was a true last Final Fantasy, like truly this is the last one, there's never going to be another Final Fantasy. What would be something you think it would need to include? Okay. L- levity with a good love story. Final Fantasy has always had love stories, mm-hmm. and I think that the thing sixteen massively lacks yeah. is levity. There are certain things that, in my opinion, every Final Fantasy needs. So just to get off this off the bat, like it says in chat, it needs Sid. It needs Moogles. It needs Chocobos. It needs the mainstays at this point that define Final Fantasy. It needs a prelude. It yeah. needs a victory fanfare. When those <laughs> aren't there. Cactars, Tom Berries. It, <laughs> in all honesty, yes, yeah. it does. It needs all of the mainstays. It needs it needs Marlboros or or more balls if you want to call them that. It needs Behemoth. It needs Tom Berry. It needs Cactar. It needs all of the mainstays. This that's without saying. But in my opinion, it also it needs to have a party. It needs to have a controllable party. If I think if it's going to be the last Final Fantasy, and I can I'm going to put this in broad terms. If it's the very last one, it needs to have a happy ending. Hmm. I like that. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I would definitely agree that if you're doing the last one, it should end happy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And not ambiguous. <laughs> the shade. All right. <laughs> and the final question. Oh, actually, we got another question that just came in. So we have two more. Uh, Sweet Humbags. I know this is kind of tough to answer without spoilers. Uh, but with how Vincent was revealed, do you guys think this will uh, think more will be revealed about his past and even about his future in this game more so than Classic Seven? Yes, all I'm gonna say is yes. I think that this is acknowledging the compilation, so they're going to elude the Dirge of Service. They already have actually mm-hmm. uh, with intermission. So yes, I think 100% we get more Vincent story than we would have in a straight up one to one OG remake. Yes, but not by a lot. Because there was already a lot if you searched for it in OG. Did I say Surge of Derberus? No, you said Surge of Cerberus. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> because it's funny you said that because that was one of like my classic flubs back in the day when I did the level up show is I did say Serge Derberus uh, in one of like an old episode of Level Up show. So that's funny you said that, Rado. That's like old school Andrew flubs I mean, right there. You may have said it, but I don't think I heard that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll go back and listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> All right. And final question of the night. Zarkano comes in with the presentation of the buggy and the colored chocobos. Do you think there's any chance of open world? Yes. Not fully. No, I say they yes. have said in that one link that they gave us. There is open world. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be very massive. large open zones, like very large. Yeah. I think yeah. we've talked about this many times before, but if they make the area of Midgar, Calm, Chocobo Farm, the Marsh, all into Mithril Mines, if they make that like to scale of what it would actually be, that's huge. That's absolutely massive. Mm -hmm. That's like an open yeah. world in and of itself. Um, but what they're going to do, in my opinion, is they're going to use the Mithril Mines as the transition into another major open zone. That's going to be a dungeon yeah. that is essentially a loading screen for Junon for uh, for Condor, you know, for mm. for everything that comes after that, before you cross the ocean and there's another transition. That's mm. you know what I mean? So they have these major open zones. The question is, if we get to a point where there is a controllable airship, how do they handle that? Like, do they allow you to choose a zone and then you can fly over that zone or do they actually make a version of the map that allows you to fly over it? If we're talking open world, like Elder Scrolls or like The Witcher, then no. Open zones, yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to be massive. I think they're going to be really yeah. big zones. You wouldn't have it's a flyable bigger. Chocobo if it wasn't huge. Why would you want right. to fly a Chocobo around like a, a Final Fantasy 12 size zone? Like that's that's not what's going to happen. They're going to be very big, I think. Which like is cool. regions almost. Like I the area in like Sandbrick, for example, and probably even bigger than that, actually. You know, yeah, I think, I think like a that. bigger yeah. version of that. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Good question, though. Thank you. And that is the final question. Drew, get out of here. All right. That is Drew, the show. What's up? Do you think it would be too much for you to put your virtual camera back on? No, not at all. Because I can't watch the stream otherwise. I don't want to open it up in another. Thanks. Hi. <laughs> I just want to see, see everybody. Hi, you guys. <laughs> now you can see me. Oh, this was this was a good show, you guys. We had a lot of discussion. That was an awesome tournament. We got to talk about Seven Rebirth. Congratulations to Yuna for being the greatest Final Fantasy protagonist of all time, it turns out. Vivi close second and Aaron coming in with that bronze battle. Tifa, I think it's a nod as well. Honorable mention for Tifa. That was that was really exciting. We re really appreciate all of you being here. Hit that follow button if you enjoyed the show tonight here at twitch.tv slash Drugal. But more importantly, follow the others. Follow Risey Shupov. Follow Easily18. Follow James Lee85. Shoop's playing through the Pixel Remasters right now. And as a diehard 9 and 10 fan, she's going to be doing a whole bunch of Final Fantasy for the future. Easily is Final Fantasy 9 Extraordinaire Speedrunner, but also is going through 16 right now and will continue to play others. And James is going through a full-on marathon right now of OG releases of Final Fantasy. He's on Final Fantasy 12. Uh, right now, going to be doing uh, Revenant Wings, going to be doing Tactics Advance 2, and a whole bunch of others. So that's as diehard as it gets right there. As for me, I'm currently on Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster, um, and I'm also doing Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood. I'll be doing a 7 Echo S mod run, an 8 No Level run, a 9 Speed run, and a 10 No Sphere Grid run in the future. Those are that. Those are my next playthroughs of the of the Final Fantasy series. 
Thank you, Chief. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for the transition background there. I appreciate that. Um, any final words from you guys? Anybody want to take the floor here? Um, can we just ask that those of you who have not rewarded us experience, please do so. You do not know what that experience will be used for. We have not said yet. Shoop with a commanding leader right now still. I think Shoop's going to level up tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think Shoop's definitely going to level up tonight. Oh, easily getting 200. Um, there you go, easily. So easily campaigning. I see how it is. I'm the experience, yeah. <laughs> I'm also um, giving Shoop the access to the Echo S9 mod right now. I've just given her the link. Oh, nice. Ooh. Very cool. And you can play all the way up to Limblum with that. I don't have it on Steam, though. I got to get it on Steam. Yes, and I'm buying that for you. <gasps> <laughs> Aww. Now I gotta learn how to use what a computer. A you can still, no, no, no. You can still use the controller. You can still use controller. I do. So you run it exactly the same, just on PC. I'm gonna cry. I heard, like, I watched the demo for it a little bit, and I heard Senna's voice, and it was everything that I thought it would sound like when I was a little kid. I know. That's why I wanted to get it. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Logan Knights in chat right now because Logan's not typically able to be here for these late night shows, um, but he's in Canada right now. So he was able to watch tonight. Logan, I'm really glad you got to enjoy the episode tonight. I do apologize for all the technical difficulties. I think I'm going to have to rework a lot of stuff before next episode uh, to see if I can lower uh, the resources and find out a way to keep, uh, uh, you know, maybe we got to get away from Twitch guest star or, or something. I'm going to figure out some solutions to lower lower the resources and have a, a more smooth episode. I, honestly, I don't even know if I'm going to put this one up as a podcast because it might be so difficult for me to do so. Um, but we were really happy that you guys stuck through with us. We still got like 40 people in the room almost. Actually, 40 people exactly. So thank you for all the crashes and stuff. You guys stuck around for the most mm -hmm. part. And we really, really do appreciate that. Uh, we will be back next month. Uh, let me see if I have the date. I do not have it available. It's the first Thursday of next month, which is October 5th next month. Go ahead, Shoop. I also wanted to thank James because James, I know you moved your stream schedule around. I know it's like four in the morning at the moment for you. Um, <laughs> and you took off work tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been really fun. I've had a really good time. It's been great having you. Please you give Vicky my best episode. as well. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, Vic, Vic, my wife Vicky's been the the hero. She's the one who's going to take care of our three year old tomorrow morning, so I can sleep in. So uh, yeah, we'll th I'll thank her on your behalf. <laughs> all right you guys uh, we are going to raid out of course but we're going to find who we're raiding during the credits so stick around for the credits enjoy the credits and uh, wait for the raid to pop up um, and we will see you next time all right until then take care and as always don't forget to level up everybody